Whoa, Mondo Cool. That's right, boys. Mondo Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mondo Cool Podcast, Episode 9. Mondo! Mondo Cool! Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Mark Lane, aka SunBlackKid87. We out here live on Fuck Twitch yeah. every Tuesday, 9 p.m. PST. Hey. Tune in to our boys. Yeah. And today we have a great announcement for the man to my left. Happy, happy, happy! Birthday, birthday, birthday! birthday. birthday. Wow, yeah, it's my birthday, everyone. <laughs> I want to do that all day. Birthday, Rike. Hell yeah. Wow. Birth, Rike. Birth, Rike. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, Birth Rike. Birth Rike. Um, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> How does it feel? I mean, How do you 20, feel? 24 is a like, weird age. 24 is a really... You're just kind of like, eh, and 25, it's another Tupac year. Tupac died. Wow. I should have said that. Be real. Tupac died at 24. Stay, stay woke. Spoilers. <laughs> I, think, I think Biggie died at 24, though. Yeah. Yo, Pac fuck Madonna? Yo, no, pa- Pac fuck Madonna? Tw- Hold up. No, Pac died at 25. Okay. And, but I think Biggie died at Biggie 24. Died at 24 and yeah. Jesus died so at 33. I, am I, am I, am I, <laughs> so the real question here is whether I'm going to be a Biggie or a Pop. Right. What am I going to die, folks? Ooh, <laughs> either Biggie or Pop. I'm on that trajectory. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Man. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Mother Mary. Jesus Christ. And on the right, we can't oh, hey. forget about the other man. Hey, I'm sorry for dying. Man's not hot. Um, my name is Austin Dodge. Hello. I'm dressing up grime for this one. Scoop boop 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 bop. Tim Westwood TV. YouTube.com slash Tim Westwood TV. Grind boys, grind boys. Shit's good. Hell yeah. Alright. So let's uh dive right into this with our new tracks of the week. The new, hot new, or new not tracks, segment. tracks, tracks. Um I told Austin before the show, but I'm trying to turn our tracks into the hot or not segment. So Ooh. after we kind of talk about the new song, I want y'all to have your first opinions on whether or not you think the song is hot. Not. Other thought, and I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the new title, but uh-huh. feel free. We can vote on this. We could either go with "It's a Track" or "It's a Whack." Ooh. Other Ooh. idea. But we'll just keep. We'll just keep hot or not for this week. All right. But we'll see. We'll see what the fans say on all the massive amount of tweets they sent us after the show. Of course, of course. As usual. So the first track on our topics today is Ski Master Slump God's new track featuring ASAP Ferg and Lil Yachty called "No Tilt." Um, I'm gonna say it first. I think it's pretty hot. I it's mean, no nice. surprises here. I fucking love Ski Master Slump God. And him and Ferg and Yachty are just like a match made in heaven. Especially him and Ferg, because I feel like... I think Ferg and him are definitely... Kindred spirits. Yeah. 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 They're definitely very similar types. So they just work perfect. I'm ready for the collab. Like, I can't just, wait. They work perfectly together. And this song, the beat's wild with the like crazy. It's equally, it's equally as wild as them. They're like very wacky yeah. people. Both like, have crazy ad libs. Uh-huh. Yeah, just they, crazy voices, crazy flows. It's just like crazy. I mean, then you have Lil Yachty, who's just weird. Yeah, yeah. So, you got. It's just like a definitely like also just like other than being a banger, it's like a unique banger. Like, yeah. Remember, as opposed to like critical. Just, there's like almost like a generic type like structure to most of these songs right. and I feel like just by putting those two dudes in even if the beat's kind of normal and it's not it's just already weird right. like <laughs> no matter what there's gonna be a couple lines there that you think about and be like what the fuck yeah man <laughs> just cause they're just so off the wall I mean oh my god like uh, a lot of y- Yachty has a couple standout bars for me on this one like he what? had um he had the one where he's like, <laughs> he has the one where he brings up like a really good point that like talks about him being attacked and about a lot of the beefs that we'll get into later too. But he's uh, like, we're all making money. Like, why are you so tense? And ooh, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. Yachty is just spitting truth here. He's just being a positive guy and he has to deal with all this negative, all these beefs coming at him. And he's like, yo, we have like 
crazy amounts of money being thrown our way. Like, where why is all this? Yeah, yeah, like, why are these beefs constantly coming out? So that one stood out to me. Ski masks, absolutely. Always, I mean, everything he says and his flows are wild. Absolutely, um, I love Ferg coming in with his like the classic like woo. Like where Ooh. he does like a line and he has the woof, yeah. but that one was great because he has the part where he's like hop on the track and poop, and then he gets the poop and I was like he he it gets me every time. It's funny, but it's just yeah, it's just a fun, amazing track. Has me excited for all of them and what they're gonna do, especially uh, Yachty. Not to take the spotlight away from Ski Mask, but I feel no, like sure. Yachty has like the most to prove right Agreed. now out of all three of these people on the track. And I feel like he delivered, so I was happy with that, as well as this just being a good all-around song from everybody. Yeah, I, I feel like it was really exciting to hear Yachty be good again. Like, I, I mean, not that his album was, like, absolutely the worst thing, but it right. was not good. Right. It was not what the people wanted, and I feel like he's got the biggest recovery hurdle right now as far as, like, getting the people's trust back. Because right. so many people were like, Team Yachty, this album's going to change everyone who doesn't get its mind, and then it didn't. So, like, he's got a lot to prove, and he really came back nice on this one. I, and then again, real yeah. quick, because uh, we have another Yachty... He came out with another song coming mm-hmm. up soon, but uh, Ski Mask and ASAP Ferg as a combo pairing, it's fucking amazing. Because awesome. they also have that other song, um, "I Love Your Auntie" or whatever. That's yeah, over the Missy beat. That's great. I don't great. know why, if I mentioned this or not, but like I thought that always like Ski Mask was like a wackier ASAP Ferg, who's really mm-hmm. wackier. Yeah, and so it's, it's like the fact that they're together seems almost like duh. Right. Like I'm not surprised they would. I'm glad they found each other. They're perfect. I think, I think also Ferg is pretty tuned into like. SoundCloud rap and like those kind of SEO rap. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, like through Playboy Cardi, I don't know who yeah, he would meet him. I mean, I think both him and um, Rocky right now are really getting that like vibe of that Yams had, where Yams was just this like A and R genius of just finding all these like legendary artists who all have like come up through him. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to like continue that legacy that Yams had and just oh, they're so just like working with a lot yeah. of these young guys yeah. and just like keeping that spirit of like putting people on mm-hmm. that Yams is like very known for. Cause it's like, I thought Yams was just like, I thought Yams was just like, you know, with ASAP and everything, but I've just like learning about more of the underground artists. I've just learned like a lot of them are like, Yams did this for me and that's how I got started. Like Yams, it's just like a reoccurring thing that like yeah. Yams was just like, putting on all these people and I didn't realize that so I think they're trying to keep that going for sure definitely yeah I don't know I just feel like uh, ASAP Ferg and Slump God both got amazing ad-libs when you combine them it's just chaos Perfect. good I mean between it's good <laughs> water and water liggity 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 like both funny and high. Like, and like both like you know it's coming like, yeah 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 so yeah but, man good but, content um, speaking of Yachty's comeback you're it's right a, it's a good it's, it's a, a good, good. It's, a track. it's a track. It's a track. It's a track. It's a track. And that's the facts. And that's the facts. And speaking of uh, Yachty's comeback, he has been working with Father for a nice little freestyle track called Dreamboat. And Dreamboat. With production by the god, Melty Cannon, who's proving to be Father's, like, Metro Boomin at this point. Yeah, dude. But, um... Melty Cannon likes, uh, Call the Cops, too. Just a thing to know. Just a just quick thing to, know. to uh, us. Thing to Wait, really? That's crazy. He yeah. listened to it on Rabbit. Carly sent, uh, Melty saying? Cannon, Call the Cops on Rabbit. Legitimately said he fucks with it. That's cool. Which is exciting. Very exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. We love you, Melty. We're we ready. love you, Melty Cannon. Hit us Peace up. Shout out. I'm gonna hop in your DMs later. Um, but yeah, so, nice little, I love this track. I'm gonna say it's a track. She's hot. Um, I'm loving Father and Melty Cannon, just like their style. I think Melty Cannon has this like amazing sound of just combining 
your classic trap sound with like music that sounds like it belongs in like a 90s video game soundtrack and yeah. it's just this like awesome vibe but that father is thriving i on. think like beyond that it's, it's like even like it's like a fun kind of like bubble yeah like, you get that like goofy. upbeat piano mm-hmm. Still, yeah, yeah it's like it's like a, like a kirby video game yeah exactly yeah, like more so than anything yeah like it's not like final fantasy 6 <laughs> no, no, no 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 it's like mario mm-hmm. like type of like those catchy tunes that are like upbeat and then you can just hear a repeat right which I, I think that kind of makes sense right in theory actually i never thought of this until right now but video game music is designed to be like played on loop, right? Like a same melody oh, true. over and over again. That's true. So like almost that transfer into hip hop makes mm-hmm. sense. I just I like literally never thought of this until right now. <laughs> this is crazy. I just realized this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that makes complete sense because it's supposed to be repetitive and played over and over again, right, like the right. Mario theme, right? Absolutely. Or Zelda or whatever. But like, yeah, if you transfer that into hip hop, like duh, mm-hmm. like you can if you get like a catchy tune like that. It's going to kind of, especially using those type of instruments, it's going to remind you of that. Absolutely. Yeah, and jumping on just like talking about beat aesthetics, mm-hmm. if that's the term. Um, beat aesthetics. Even going back to the other song, I don't mean to go back, but like that, there's this really interesting like trend I'm noticing, specifically in like the ex Slump God community of that sound, where the, like, have you noticed this? It's, it's on I Love It When They Run, I think, where mm-hmm. it's it, the, the like sample before the loop like starts off really quiet and it gets progressively louder oh, yeah, and then yeah. cuts completely. And they did it on this song uh, previously that we were just talking about. I love that aesthetic, like having the beat like almost drop as completely as it just gets louder and louder until it drops again and keeps going up. And I, I'm really a fan of that sound right now. Mm-hmm. Beats are really nice right now. Beat, we're in a really nice like production renaissance, and we're also at a point where producers are starting to get a little bit more credit and which is sweet respect, which is dope as well. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's, it's crazy if you think about it because like we, we started like hip hop. That's true. Is at the beginning where the producer and the rapper were like both named as a group, mm-hmm. and then they, they would come together and they'd be on the album together. Right. And then it was like actually I remember I read an article uh, that like Nas's album specifically, uh, Illmatic, changed everything. Yeah, just because the fact that like before it always be like the same dude producing the whole thing, so they like you'd always know who that person was. Their name would be right there. But Nas specifically for Illmatic got different producers for every track. Yeah, and that was like the first big hit where the people realized like, hey, we can just get different tracks and still make a good album. Mm-hmm. So since then, it's kind of like been this crazy thing where like producers haven't gotten the credit they deserve. Right. Yeah. Because you can just go to whoever. And yeah. 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 And, and I, I think they they are getting more credit, but still not enough. I think a lot of this movement, like the modern movement of like trap music and whatnot, I think a lot of it's credence to the producers. Yeah. More so, Absolutely. More so than the rappers, to be honest. Yeah. I think like Metro Boomin had more to do with it than like, even though I like Migos, like <laughs> I think they like specifically him and his sound is what like pushed this right and like definitely the amount of respect they deserve is should be way more than what they have no 100 percent. yeah no it's really exciting uh, for example zaytoven throws his name in as many times as he can for uh, yeah, anything he produces Zaytoven. and i actually like it yeah. so producer tags are man, crucial right now quick example of producer tags and how critical they are uh playboy cardi actually recently went through and took out a ton of producer tags from his soundcloud music and i'm actually really disappointed because it sounds less good and the songs just aren't as exciting without the like silly shit that was in there before i missed the damn son where'd you find this why'd you take that out yeah it sounds like asap influence but i could be wrong yeah it could be um yeah i agree like even though like i'm not the biggest playboy cardi fan I think part of the fun of it is like 
the fucking absurdity of Playboy Cardi. Mm. Like, yeah. Like, fun, like, ridiculous. If this ain't the hottest thing yeah. smoking, you must if be that out of your goddamn like, mind. Dude, that shit is so goofy. It's gone. It's like, yeah, it's, if the fact it's gone, it's pretty disappointing. That's what drew it's me really in. I was like, well, this guy's playing with some fun. And it's, it's sad that it's gone. But uh, overall, Father X, Liliati. Really dope. Sounds true. It's like, a, it's like a fun back and forth between them over mm-hmm. a neat beat. That's what basically what we said over this like, yeah. five minute review. It was good. <laughs> it's a track. It's a good track. It's, it's a, a track. good track. And I can't wait to see what follows. Oh man, next. but the next is my favorite thing. Oh, uh-uh. hell yeah. Oh my god. Just launch right into this. You go this, for it, man. This fucking Young Thug Carnage song is the most crazy song. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> go listen. Go watch the video of it. If that, it's so insane. It's nuts. It like it's like the it's a combination of the beat and the fucking video, which is like so far 2017. I think probably like one of my favorite videos. Definitely top three, maybe. I like I haven't thought of all of them yet, but like definitely this is one that's sticking out of my mind. It will. I I watched it like five times. That's so good. Both for the song and also the video, and it's just like the. Oh man, it's like all the things I like about Young Thug, like just like his willingness to be weird and to do like wacky voices, like his Cookie Monster, like <laughs> the fat Albert flow. The fat, the fat Albert flow. <laughs> That's exactly what it fucking does. It's so fucking hype, and it's just such a like. Also, it's just like with that um, that church organ sound. Yeah. But it's like Luke and that like the, I feel like that can almost sound like pretentious almost. Just like it's like I'm looping into an organ. Yeah. But it, it it just sounds fucking crazy and hype at the same time. So I think it's like this amazing mixture of experimental and like hype enough to like you play it in a club or something. Right. Yeah. So I think that's like really exciting and I love that because I I want more like just different things in like like hype kind of like party music right and i'm excited to see like carnage and young thug working together and making that happen yeah well they will be working together quite a bit on this new ep project of theirs called young martha Ooh. and i'm um, excited it should be dropping semi soon i forget what the release date is off the top of my head but young it's semi martha. Soon. and i think it's gonna be really awesome and i think carnage is doing the right thing as a guy starting off from making edm trap and now going into Regular trap, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and now makes... he's creating these bangers. He sounds great. EDM is hype in just nature. That's like right. the point. <laughs> and so just transferring it to it like where trap is right now, he's just killing it. I mean, he has that song with Lil Yachty, Mason '93, and it's like the hypest song that Lil Yachty's ever been on. So it's just like Lil Yachty sounds great on too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I, you don't I, think he'd say great on a song like that? Like, the one where he's in the grocery store, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He sounds great on it. Like uh, I don't know what I'm not. At, he clearly puts a lot of effort and time right. to make sure like these beats are tailored to whoever is rapping. They're for. Yeah, but while at the same time, I don't know, he has like a style, I guess. It's right. hype, but it's also not necessarily like not like what you would exp- maybe it's EDM influences. I don't know. I don't listen to enough EDM <laughs> to know. Mark does. That's the other podcast. I'm a connoisseur. I know everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, the Wednesday podcast. Keep, yeah, keep my other yeah, podcast. EDM time. <laughs> <laughs> EDM boys. EDM baby boys. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just his perspective or whatnot that I think is just so exciting. And it's mm-hmm. still like it's the, the the track themselves are hype, and they and bring then, a lot of energy out it, of the artist rapping. Oh yeah, for sure. Like fucking, I think Young Thug when he heard that, he was just like, oh, this is like a beat that sounds different. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm going like, crazy on this. Yeah, because he brought up the Harambe Fat mm-hmm. Albert voice. The and he's Haram- ready Harambe to go. meaning from the song Harambe, yeah. right? From. Uh, <laughs> Um, Rest in peace, the monkey. Yeah, yeah no, like, not Harambe rapping <laughs> like that. 
But yeah, he is like I've always liked that song just because like, yeah, Young Thug specifically, the fact that he can just change his voice so much. Uh, he's such an incredible artist. Yeah. Who's just so conflicting. Yeah. Being a fan of just like the the amount of innovation he's 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 ushered into. And just like, you never age. know what he's gonna do. But next. it's also just trash. Like, <laughs> it's just like a combination of things. It's he's everywhere, man, and I'm just respecting like a lot of the different things he's willing to try and willing to do, and willing to present to the table. And this one is a great example of his innovation working out well. I'm excited to see what also the rest a good of the sounds me, like. Meek, Meek Mill song. Yeah, Meek Mill is, sounds great on this. Yeah, he's 58. There's like 30 seconds of him, and it's perfect. <laughs> it's it's like great. I was like a good dose. Perfect song for him to scream on, which he normally does anyway. So I was like, except on the diss track. Yeah, I know it was very. The quiet. one song, the one song where it would be cool if he screamed on it. <laughs> but no, you know he's doing his own thing. Shoutouts to what he's the, about, I guess. I would tell you this is a sidebar, but mm. I was in a lift and this girl was playing Meek Mill, and she was just playing it. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay. And I was so just, like, say, I was just yeah. listening to it and I was just chill. And she was just like, hey, do you like Mick Mill? And I was just like, um, to be honest, like, since, like, the beef between Drake and Mick Mill, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, I don't know, I just lost interest in him. Like, he, Drake just bodied him to the point that, I'm not saying he's a bad rapper or anything, but just, like, I just have no inclination to, like, yeah. listen to <laughs> It's stuff. really what's happened. Yeah, yeah. it's just like... Uh, I mean, he could be good, but like, I, it's just weird. I, I just don't, don't. I just don't feel like an interest. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Meek Mill is just weak still after that whole experience. <laughs> I like also just her reaction to it was just like, really? Hmm. He's great though. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I bet. Okay. My thing was Who like, else do you like? Is what I like. Yeah, right. I I Who else do you like? And it would have been a dumbass shit. I want to as a writer. I don't want to like just <laughs> shit on her music taste. Yeah, no, for sure. And to quickly like harp on that, like, is my thing. The reason why that beef killed it for me was just like the fact that like he started the beef and like he went through all this shit and just like was so lukewarm after like Jake's response mm-hmm. that I was just like, ugh, it just like made me question. <laughs> It was like a human being. I was just like, to just come that hard at someone and then have them like I body you and then like just arguably have nothing. the biggest rapper right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like most, like at least ascending in popularity for sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yep, yep. when this new album came out, I was like, gonna start trying to get into him. And then he did that. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But Mimo attacked Drake during his prime. Mm-hmm. Like, we're. Yeah. Prime, Drake's prime is over. Yeah. Like, Drake, Drake is still good. He's in his pop prime. But his pop prime. At the moment, it could come back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But at the moment, after uh, more life, uh, right now he's just some, almost like a resting phase. Right. But he hit him during like peak Drake, then like forever. Like like Hotline Bling was like fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, he released uh, what was it? Uh, if you reading this, is too late. It's amazing. And then like fucking just the fact that that happened was the most convenient thing to Drake's career because it just fucking launched it mm-hmm. to like the stratosphere like- where he's like untouchable. Yeah, like it just was like you cannot fucking mess with me. I feel like it legitimized Drake for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of people that thought of him as the soft rapper. So, Dude, it yeah. was nice. Yeah, for sure. But someone you can't call a soft rapper. Facts. Maxo Cream, trapper of the century, Max-o out here Cream. with a new song featuring the hot boy Lil Uzi Vert. And this time they're taking their song to Mars. You might as well. <laughs> it's a nice little track. From a, from an outsider, like I didn't know who this person was. Okay. I know Max. Fetty on Fetty on Fetty. Yeah. And I listened to the song. I have like Max volume on my speakers. Max and volume. And like I, I just by accident and Max just started volume. and I'm just like let it keep going. I was like, this is a really great track. Like I could dance. I was like this is like a really fun, nice track. Yeah. And um, I did like when I went in my car. I was like. 
I kind of want to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I looked it up on Apple Music. wasn't there. I looked it up on uh, SoundCloud. It's kind of hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> because of uh, World Star. But like, World but just to say, like, the point that I liked it was that I wanted to listen to it more in the car while I was driving somewhere. Right. So, and then I checked out his other stuff on Apple Music, like uh, the song we released like two weeks ago right. that we didn't talk about. It's called yeah. like, 90 something. I missed it. It was a couple numbers. Okay. Like, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, that song was actually, I think, better. Okay. But both songs. I think are really catchy and really fun. I think he's a great uh, rapper. I think he has some really fun bars. And, I don't know, he just says some stuff that I'm like, I don't know, it's just simple, but I connect with it more. Yeah. More yeah. so than, like, some other dudes. Like, I feel like he's more relatable. I don't know. Well, to hop in as someone who's, like, a fan. Uh-huh. Um, so, I first... Maxo Cream first caught my attention on um, Playboy Cardi is, like, one of his, like, huge... First, like, huge hit... Um, Fetty. Fetty on, Fetty on, oh, Fetty. Fuck. Yeah, and so he's the last Max guy on that song. Cream. Oh, okay. And I remember being hearing his verse and being like, who is this guy? And still. so he just kind of came up with a bunch. He was at Danny Brown's concert as one of the openers. And he just kind of like... Wait, wait, so we watched him? We've seen Max a Whoa, lot. I see this guy live? <laughs> That's why I thought you knew That'll him. Get like, you. Oh, you don't know. Holy crap, I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. I probably liked him there. I just forgot. Mm-hmm. And having me a slump Wow, that's crazy. Yep. I saw him live. You've seen this man live. Wow, him and Zaloopers. Yeah. <laughs> I think Zaloopers just distracted you. He was all the, he was the only opener you could think of. Zaloopers was, so was a lot, guys. Well, look at his music. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Maxwell Cream, Trapper of the Century. He's just a Trapper man who's like... Obviously, there's a lot of artists talking about trapping, but Maxwell Cream is one of those people who's like very real like you know this man is playing zero games and he just has this level of authenticity but he also has a very unique style in terms of the way he raps the type of beats he raps over um what his debut project the persona tape uh not based on the rpg um based on the fucking uh, movie <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I actually don't know where the persona part comes from. It. I just like so the many... word. Maybe it's a cool word. Yeah, but his like the production throughout is really awesome. He's great. Um, so I'm excited for him. Tell me he's not is... Igmar Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably a huge Igmar Bergman <laughs> fan. But um, yeah, this one, this song stuck out to me because it's a definite, um, different style from him. This is probably his most like pure poppy, like pop rap i guess is the I'm more like happy. just like a catchy song from magic so cream with the help of course of like a uh, uzi vert uh, chorus as a, did you listen to the other song the fuck i guess i gotta one? get back on that oh yeah I that, that song i thought was pretty poppy too yeah that was a very catchy song so I, I think perhaps he's going for that sound in general nice yeah and i think it's like an interesting move and i think he's handling it really well and i hope that it propels him even more because he's a little slept on right now. I feel yeah. like not a lot of people are well, talking about him, but I he's feel really like, good. I feel like he's slept on, but I also feel like he's sleeping, because I don't think he's putting out That's enough true. to be, like, awake. He just has the Persona tape, which I like, did well-ish. I, oh, I like to look for, like, new music, and I don't hear... I don't find Maxo Cream coming into my, like, well, he also ever. Well, here's the thing. Context. He released the Persona tape, went on tour with Danny Brown, and in the Jack. middle of the, tour, the Danny Brown tour, like, maybe three stops after we saw him... He got caught up in a court case. Oh, so then he had to deal with that for a little bit. He's back. What happened? And now we're seeing more cases. Um, Long story short. Jug charges. Uh, like gun car- gun possession. Oh, okay. Something like that. Classic having a gun. Some, like a trapper problem. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, nothing crazy. I'm gonna, a quick note. This is literally just for Jared. Mm-hmm. But I think I said Ingrid Bergman. It's Ooh. Igmar Bergman. Come on. That's good. One's, for one's, 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 one's that, one's, Make sure our film buffs in the... Yeah, one's <laughs> an actress and one's the fucking director. That's and a good I, point. I, think, I, think, I always make that mistake. 
Right. But sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he got caught up in some trap issues. Classic. But he's he's back now, and that's why we're getting more music again. Good. Also, crazy I know that. story. Um, his family was trapped in Hurricane Harvey because he's a Houston resident. Oh, resident. Yeah. But his fans banded together and rescued his family oh, outside man. of the hurricane. That's so nice. Like, I'm dope when your fans come through and like help your family get out of their like stranded home. That's really nice. Wasn't it? Wait, what dope was as it? hell. Who saved like this this dude's entire family? Was it Kristen Bell that what? saved like this dude's entire family? No was way. It Josh Gad. I forgot. I didn't hear about that one. That sounds it was crazy. a really wacky thing. What songs do they have? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched Frozen. <laughs> I actually haven't. I skipped it on purpose Christ. every day of my life. Well, you know who didn't skip Frozen? Man, who? Lil Dicky Burn. out here dropping a new single uh, featuring his everyone's favorite um, Lil Dicky feature, his brain. His brain coming through after the success of the pillow talking track and everyone loving Brain's appearance on that song. If you haven't heard it, it's a... 10 minute long song about a guy's conversation with a girl post coitus. And it's coitus was sad. <laughs> it's uh, this, when a man and a woman love each like other. Very, very much. Very much. But yeah, so Lil Dicky, probably one of the only. Lil Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the only com- like comedy rap. I mean, he's forming a that new also, genre. That also gets away with, with it. Yeah. And he's managed to get on XXL Freshman as the comedy rap guy. Wearing so. a bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Man. Man, I usually feel like comedy rap is just C-rap crap. And he's like one of the few that pushes through and like... He gets away with he it. He maintains. I- I'm always on the fence because I feel a little weird, but... What'd you think was, of this track? I thought the song was fun. I feel like I want to hear more of the brain. Right. Just because I like that vocal style from a man who just does a lot of parody rap. Because I do think that the brain is like a good like... I mean, I don't know if I want to call it a gimmick, but I mean, it's kind of it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, yeah. And um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a good John one. Cat. It gets me. Like, all the all the quotables from this song come from the brain from yeah. me. Yeah. Like, the part where he's like, brain get head in the ski lift. Mm. <laughs> brain cold if so facto. I'm like, wow. Mm. He's got a head. That's why he's cold. I get it. Yeah. I was like, wow. I get the it. The brain coming in with the paws here. Man, pinky up for the brain. <laughs> I don't know where I fall, Lil Dicky. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Here's it's my... Like, I'm on the same page. Here's my, like thoughts on Lil Dicky is that the way his rapping works with the comedy style is it kind of forces him to be hit or miss. Yeah. Because you're either gonna like fuck with the concept of the song, think it's funny, and like also appreciate the bars yeah. or you're gonna hate the concept and you're just not gonna like the song. Fact. And that's what ended up happening with me with his debut album. I was like, some songs I really like and some songs I don't ever want to hear again. Like I like the money song. Yeah, like, like certain that, that, songs. That's like, crazy. That song was on like, that concept. That's a big song. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think like sometimes a little bit it like edges on like bro rap. Right. Yes, exactly. Kinda like I'm not like, not in a negative way, but he almost feels like the modern like Asher Rock. Right. Or wow, yeah. Like, no, one hundred percent. Asleep in the bread aisle. And like more jokes though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, more jokes. But like sometimes like but he had like some serious songs like the the, the, the wedding girl song. Right, that right. was emotional and stuff. And like um I don't know. It's just like I remember specifically in his real original album, he was just talking about like this is even my good shit and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he was mentioning, and I'm like, I'm really interested to see what he thinks his good shit is. Right. And like, I will listen. I'm interested to see. But like right now, I'm just like, dude, I don't know what you your goal is right now. And I think it's just like his persona and the way like some of the interviews he's had. I'm just like, I don't know what this what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just seems like this weird mixed message where it just seems like he's like. 
he's using rap just to like fucking go off and be like a like a, a big actor and comedian. But at the same time, he wants to produce like the best rap album ever. Right. So I'm like, what are you, what are you really trying to do here, dude? Like, I, I just, I feel like almost his intentions, I just need to figure out, and so maybe I can appreciate him more. Yeah. But like, at this point, I'm just like very confused. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Where I'm just kind of like, I kind of like it. Sometimes I don't. Like, I'm just, it's very just on this point where it's just hit or miss for me. Like, sometimes he has a track and I think it's hilarious. Or I think he's funny. He can clearly rap regardless. But sometimes it's just like he'll have like a song that's just no. You can know, rap. I don't. You can rap. I don't fuck with sure. like what the like joke is, and it just right. like, ruins the whole song. It has like no replay value for me, and so it's I just I, right now I'm just having trouble figuring that he'll have a project where I can like listen to all of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because just based on how his style well, is, I think in theory like his, his his style is just like average guy like like right like, bro every guy, man like, problems. Pro- like, yeah, yeah, I like, mean he still rides the bus like in real pretty, life. Yeah, yeah. What? What? He rides the bus still in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, our buddy Zach's run into run into him on the bus all the time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, dude rides the bus still, which I think is like he doesn't have to. So that says something about his character. Yeah, yeah right? I think like his album was number one for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And he did like Uzi Vert numbers. Like he did yeah, he like did, a, he did, over hundred thousand well. album sales. And I know like it was the money song was on the radio all the time. Yeah, I would it hear was. it. We we live next. Me and Mark live like next to a, a, like a club. Some commercials. Club like Wonder Bar. Mm-hmm. I live. I hear the song all the time from that that uh, that club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same page as Enrique and you, and you as well with with this guy. I feel like I just can't like nail down his intentions and what he really wants to be with rap because like he'll come out with a track with Snoop Dogg where he's like legitimately being like, "Man, I really want to do this whole thing different." Mm-hmm. And he like that, I believe him. I right. totally believe him. And then he comes out with a song like, uh, "I don't know, I had sex with a girl, then did something broy." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, that's a YouTube parody." Like, right. I feel like he's either like a guy who's like legitimately saying something making a funny joke or making a YouTube like sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I can't figure out where he like really wants to land. The intention and it's not like an interesting thing. It's just like, hey man, I don't know if you're here for the art or here just because you're funny and you want to go do something else. He wants to be a part of it. If you want to be funny, then be funny and then move on to movies. Right. Like if you want to make art, make art, but just make a decision. Right. Like if you want so then I can judge you based on that. But you can't just like I mean if you want to, I guess you can put your hands and everything, but like I don't know, just be it's like... Just, it's weird in terms of, like, an, a, you know, the context of an album. Because, like, when you have, like, a song like Professional I, Rapper and then, like, Let Me Freak on the same, like, song... Right, it's that's just where like, I'm at. you got, like, a real rap song and then you have, like, what, like you said, like, I feel, a YouTube I, a YouTube, song. A good YouTube I feel like the, the songs themselves should be a... Con- like, I think, like, with Milk With My Meat Eagle, mm-hmm. I... He would hate to be compared to Lil Dicky. Right, exactly. But it, just like a person who who's like funny and serious at the same time. And is I think often within the same song. And I know he like like Lil Dicky doesn't do that mm-hmm. as much. Like like one where it's just kinda like he'll address a serious topic while being like having like kind of like introspective kind of stuff mm-hmm. jokes. And I think perhaps striking that balance is where he should tr- where he should land. Right. If he wants to. And I mean, he's also obviously had way more than enough of success being uh, doing what he's doing. So, right. like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like for me personally, that's what would make me enjoy Lil Dicky more. Right. Real um, quick, you want to say something important before I say before something? Before you stupid? talk about Mr. Cat trying to turn up over there, Mr. Cat just licked my core's light. Is Ooh. this guy trying to get off the shit? He's trying to get bucked. He's like, it's Enrique's birthday. I'm trying to turn the fuck up. Did Mr. Cat just try to drink my core's light? He might have. Someone's got to clip that. All right. But um yeah, moving right along, 
Um, I snuck this one in here. Another Mark likes, you know, the borderline of R&B, soul, oh, hip-hop. Fuck. Here we go. Um, Sid dropping three new tracks in the form of a little EP called Always Never Home. And it was a great to the point where I like wanted to talk about it. And it's just Sid being really good and just really having this, like, Ref, like resurgence from just that one member of Odd Future that was behind the DJ booth and occasionally made music to like now being like a really good Grammy nominated artist and that's just making well, really gra- good music. She's Grammy nominated for the internet, right? Um, and for the internet the project, project right? right? Yeah, for the internet. But okay. um, she's just killing it. I mean, three solid tracks that I think are definitely worth. Hearing. Not like that means anything, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I mean a Grammy is a Grammy. Gra- fuck Grammy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Man, fuck Grammy. But she's, I mean that she's getting attention and the critical acclaim that she deserves. She deserves. And I'm, I'm just happy for her. I just thought these were both, you know, nice little songs. Um, both? There's three. Three. I thought all three of these songs were really <laughs> good. You forgot about one. I don't know, right? I'm blowing it. But I, I enjoyed this. You feel a lot. I'm um, excited to see what she's going to do next. I listened to this twice, mm-hmm. and it was, like, really great background music. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't give it the due time. It feels like I feel like I should have listened in more. I don't know. I like try to, but it was just like it was just a really great. Like I know we've said this before about other music, mm-hmm. but I feel like almost like these three tracks are the best background background music. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like these very melodic, very like nice, and her voice is like great. And then just the the content of the songs uh, were all like kind of like lovey songs. Yeah, they all like, does like kind of have. Distant, yeah, like, like, it like, does yeah. have a connection of just like being away from someone or like breaking yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's why she decided to make it an EP because the three songs are kind of related, yeah. even though it was just like. Three I, songs I was like very just, like I would go back mm-hmm. just to, to have that like I enjoyed having that experience. Right. More so, like I wouldn't necessarily like say like oh, some other albums were that. Like I would right. say this specifically was something. Uh, that I, I would enjoy having the background on. I, like, I could have that while doing something else, but I could also listen to it. So right. it, like, it functioned as both. Well, where some other albums like that, like I don't think like Lil Uzi Vert, like sometimes people like say it's like it's good background music. It's like too much. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not. Background. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that sometimes like those type of artists are good background. And I was like, no, that's not like this is <laughs> this is good background. Right. And not in a mean way, but also like I, and it go- I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's like walking music. Like I could put this on mm, and just walk yeah. somewhere, and it's just like a very vibe out. Yeah, I can just vibe out. It's a very good vibe music. Yeah. For sure. But uh, speaking of genre bending music, real quick though, can I say something about it? Oh, I'm too? sorry, I wasn't sure. I'm it's all good. No, I love, I love, I love Sid. I, I really like the internet a lot. I feel like you nailed it in the sense that like a lot of what they create is like background music. At least for me, I, that's what I use it for when I'm trying to do something else. Like uh, the Purple Naked Ladies album, mm-hmm. Purple Naked Purple Naked Women. I can't remember. I think uh, it was Purple Naked Ladies. Ladies, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, ladies. But I remember I fell asleep to that thing like constantly since you were in high school. So just to see Sid like still doing things is critically exciting. Yeah. And that's all I gotta say. Sid's good. Sid's great. And um, shout out to her. Shout yeah. Out to her genre defying though. You're yeah. Right. But yeah. Speaking of genre defying, we have I Love McConan dropping what really is just a pop punk song. I mean, it's really difficult to call this song a hip hop song other than the fact that I guess. It's Mike Will Made It on the beat, even that though the beat freaked me out. Sounds wait, like a band. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, stop the presses. Are you, I didn't see that. Yeah. Mike Will Made It made that beat? Mike yep. Will Made It Mike made Will that Made beat. It that beat? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. 
I mean, that's crazy. It just sounds like a band. Guys, guys, just stop this podcast if you're It's over, to yeah. <laughs> Go listen to that song. And tell, that's crazy. It that does, Michael like, it's made. not, like, it, you can't, it's hard to call it. it a hip hop. And I mean, I think it's interesting because what? Either so last week. Well, Ray Shimmer's on it. By yeah, the way. oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but I think it was either last week or the week before that you were talking about how we're going to get more of this emo genre pop of punk. music. And now we have this song that's a pop punk song. And it's like, do we still call this rap? Like, what's up with that? But anyway, the song's out. And at first, I was just kind of like, I was like, wow, this is weird. And I was just like so thrown off about the sound and everything. But I think after like about the third listen, I think I just kind of like the song. It's just catchy and like, a you know, a pop punk kind of way. And it's just like a fun, <laughs> ridiculous song that's out there. I think like... Uh, remember when we talked about like Lil Uzi Vert and like, mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of trend of like, right. emo music and stuff like that? I think this just falls in that trend. It's yeah. just like more of it. It's just like a record. I think you 100% called it. Also, the fucking fact that like, you know, like I was telling when we sat at that party, like like that type of music is what like that, that is a mosh to. Mm-hmm. The fact that Ivan McCone is moving into that direction, I think just further proves my point. Right. Like, we're seeing a resurgence of this type. And then Alec McConan saw that. And then he was like, I was going to make a song like this. Or yeah. Michael made it did. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, McConan's hanging out with Peep a bunch. So. Yeah. Oh, yep. that, that makes oh, that's also my big point here. Yeah. That's also going to have an influence. Yeah, I feel like uh, Peep is like... Peep and many people are subtly influencing the entire game at this point to, like, bring your emo side out. Get that pop punk attitude going. You and put Exo to her life as, like, the spearheaded song, right? Like that's like the, I think mainstream like, wise that was the one like, that broke through no, the that's hardest. That's what I'm saying. Like spearheaded meaning like the one that the one that made does. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hated this song. So yeah. I, I don't know. I agree with you, and I love emo pop punk shit right now in hip hop. I think it's one of the most exciting things to happen. At least for my ears, like I really enjoy this emo ass sound that's coming out of hip hop. But this to me was absolute garbo. Why was it Garbo? Just... Trash. Well, I, I, it's just, so, just compared to like... No, I think... Well, I, I, have a, I have a hot taco after you're done. I'm excited. I would love to get this hot taco going because, man, this thing about this song was like, I saw all the intentions. I saw everything it was trying to be. And to me, it fulfilled well, none so, of those so things. And I would love to, to say why. To yeah. What um, was it trying to be to you? I'm just wondering. Yeah, which I was going to say is... Uh, what I'm it sorry. was trying... It's all good. What it was trying to be was like jumping on the bandwagon of emo pop punk trend oh, right oh, now okay, cool. it is exactly what we were saying it was trying to be but unfortunately to me it was trying to be that it never fully committed or was because like you can't make a a, a sad song like this and then Ray Tremors literally like doing the Carlton smiling <laughs> like ooh we're really feeling emotions right now yeah look how much fun we're having ooh I'm on the beach wearing my Pharrell hat mm-hmm. whoa like man this shit was like Try trying to be what I'm enjoying right now, mm-hmm. and it felt very fake, fabricated, and wannabe Lil Peep slash pop punk slash a lot of things that it just mm-hmm. wasn't. I felt nothing listening to this song, and I have a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. I I love McConan, love McConan. I hate this song. This uh, this might be like a weird Trash. point but my end. I'm excited, but my, the point. Is that there is a like a lot of the big pop punk songs I would throw into weird fabricated like that exact same tier. Totally. Like there is a mixture. Like I mean, oh man, this is such a fucking horrible comparison. But like you'll take like like something emo like Nirvana 
and let's say, even though I don't like Lil Peep, Lil Peep is Nirvana, right? Like, yeah. Like, let's put this, make that connection. He has Cobain even songs like, constantly. They're literally, they're literally the most offensive. I think so many people <laughs> will get mad at me saying that. Right. Even though I love I don't Nirvana, know. I don't like Lil Peep that much. That's fine. But that's he has songs fun. called Cobain. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a part yeah. of his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then you get, like, like a Fallout Boy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel this like this is, is more that. Fallout Boy, which I fa- don't fuck this with. This is the Fallout Boy. Wow, that's a great comparison. Because I don't That's where it fell, kind of, for me. And I do like Fallout Boy to, like, it's like I do like catchy melodies, like they get to me, like like Lil Uzi, like Lil Uzi Vert. Like some people don't like his lyricism, but like I enjoy the yeah. catchy melodies, and I feel like that's why I kind of enjoyed this song. Right. But it was because like I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's catchy. Because like, I think there's like a consumer mind, part of me that right. just like enjoys that. The like because what <laughs> happened with me was I was just kind of like. To bring, let me just get into my hot taco here. For me, Please. let's get this taco. Real, real quick, you said it perfectly. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> For me, I feel like this song came on and I experienced like reverse gentrification. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Like Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> like whoa. what? The like all qu- these. Wait, wait, everyone. That's <laughs> what? Let me throw this in. <laughs> The fucking hottest, the hottest, hottest, hottest taco. I, I tried to tell that's you. That's a word that will create like four articles. That's right. That's this <laughs> mondo cool. That's what's gonna launch. That's what's gonna launch us. Is that a thing? So listen. Can't talk about reverse gentrification. <laughs> I'm gonna so, pour the course light on the mic. So listen, I've gone through <laughs> the early 2000s. Being like, I don't get pop punk at all. Wait. This is annoying. They're just being, they're just making generic statements about love. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you have McConan and Ray Schremer do it. Exactly. The copy and paste a Fallout Boy song. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I get this now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I get white people. Man, okay. that's oh, <laughs> no, like, oh, all right. I, I don't think it. I don't I, think it's like an amazing song, but it, I was like, oh, now I get pop it's punk. More, <laughs> I would say it's more cultural. <laughs> Appropriation, yeah, well, yeah, right? that's right. Then gentrification right. is the word. Yes, that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yes, but yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, I guess I, in a sense that does. It's so funny. But yeah, it's so good. Because I was like, oh, all right, like this is what like the pop punk movement was about. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, I get it now. Man, <laughs> when you said you compare it to Fall Out Boy, I could not agree more because I feel exactly the exact what it is. same way about that's Fall Out exactly Boy. What it is. I cannot connect in the slightest uh-huh. to any of the shit they're saying. Like generic yeah. phrase about love, whatever. Uh-huh. Can't do it. Yeah. So it was really cool for you to be like you just you comparing it like that was exactly what i agree with but like it's funny we just have different tastes and feel feelings differently and that's cool yeah yeah. i love that that was fun as fuck yeah. <laughs> that's my hot take yeah, that was a hot taco <laughs> brother this is a pretty pretty wacky track <laughs> hot taco white people had their culture appropriated on that day and it was wild it needed to happen <laughs> But yeah, let's get into the hip-hop news report, and let's go through some of the crazy headlines that happened in the past week, starting off with the fact that ASAP Rocky has now created his first official line of vape pens uh, called the Flocko Jody. I'm just going to say, boo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is both a stupid thing to talk about. What was your point? I got it. What is it? You go first, because I want to hear your thoughts. No, I just think this is a dumb thing to talk about. (laughs) It's just a fucking vape pen. No. Why, it's though? More than why that. did well, he what do is this? It? What is it? Tell me more. I Tell legitimately me believe this is more than a vape what pen. What is it? Tell me. I really... Because I... Go. So I'm here's sorry. the deal. I have been saying this for a damn second. I legitimately think ASAP Rocky is trying to position himself 
into a place of being the next Snoop Dogg figure of the new generation. And let me let me get through this in the sense that a, uh, like uh, Snoop Dogg would randomly hang out with a fuck ton of people. Snoop Dogg is, is just in so many videos, being everybody's uncle, everyone's his nephew. And we're now at a point where ASAP Rocky's doing the same. He's just showing up in videos for fun. He's been in the Tyler What the Fuck Right Now video. He's been in the Uno the Activist slash Playboy Cardi What video. He's literally just hanging out with the youngins so he can be relevant. Similarly to how Snoop Dogg does it. Snoop Dogg was one of the first people to come out with the vape pen. You know who's doing the same? ASAP Rocky. He is following the, the you know formula. Who's showing up in movies? ASAP Rocky. Who's that? ASAP Rocky. Exactly. Up in movies every once in a while. I think he wants to be the next Snoop. He wants to be the uncle to all the youngins I mean, of SoundCloud that's generation. That's a fucking really smart move. But like, it's brilliant. Move. It's a great what is this market? He's the smoking guy who's going to have a podcast on YouTube at 40. And that's what it's going to be. But what is this market they're tapping into? Because everyone and their sister seems to be making one. Ghostface has one. Yeah. Snoop has one. Was well, a shitload of money in it. One. Juicy J got papers. Oh, I just... Who's buying these vape Everybody. Pens? No, really? here's the thing. I almost bought the okay. Snoop Dogg one, and that's just honest facts. So when you go to a dispensary, feel... you see all the products, you're like, am I going to buy generic randos, or am I buying the ASAP one? Mm. You're buying the ASAP one. The weed industry has so much money in it, and no one's tapping it. It's like, we back in the day, we had soda. I don't know, you want this soda or this soda. Then we got Pepsi, Coke, Mr. Pib, whatever. As Wait, weed were is, you raised in the 1940s? I wasn't, but I was. <laughs> what the fuck is but this I, point? Let me get to it. I <laughs> okay. was raised during the weed revolution in a sense okay. that back in the day, five years ago, when you went to the weed store, you just bought weed, whatever the fuck it was. Now yeah. you're buying Mr. Blank's weed. It's similar to Coke, Pepsi, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I There's brands and weed now. Yeah. And to jump in before... It's like actually a real nationwide thing. You are putting your foot in the door of a shitload of money. Uh-huh. And that's that. It's a I, huge smart I business play. I, I, I bought the Juicy J papers. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I did. They're the same price as the other ones. Why wouldn't you buy them? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't know that. I'm going to support an artist. I would support the artist. But yeah, if I was Something giving, to think if I was giving an option on vape pens right now and there's an ASAP Rocky option, <sighs> before I probably would have gone with the Snoop Dogg. Right. But now... I go to ASAP Rocky's. ASAP Rocky's a little cooler. That's I mean, like I said, like Snoop Dogg's cool, but he's old, right? Right. Like, exactly. Like, like that's new. That's fresh vape pen. See. That's. So, and yeah, that's that's why I brought this up. I'm not See gonna, how I, crazy this topic got? Because I was just like, I just needed to know why. Like, why is bring this it happening? Up. I just like, maybe we should switch to stupid news. <laughs> oh, man, I <laughs> love we it. Get, we get really hype about it. <laughs> like, I love that shit, man. Like fucking a vape pen coming out. <laughs> that's funny it's, as fuck. Oh, man, we should put a fucking picture up for the people. But it's like this wood grain Beautiful. vape pen. It's, it's wild. It's so was Snoops. Snoops was gold. Oh like, it's all about class. Ooh, elegance. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. They're having right, a good time. All right, real, real quick right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I don't, know, I don't know who the next person is. So you guys can just talk about it. All right, all let's right. get it. This is like the field I'm trying to get into. Let's go. Here we go. Me and you, Austin. Let's break this down. Absolutely. Um, for the people, there are two artists kind of at the cusp of really blowing up right now, and their names are Trippy Red and Takashi69, mm-hmm. and they both happen to be on the same label, Strange Music. However, they just can't fully seem to be along, and I'll kind of break down the beat for you. Uh, basically, Trippy Red, after working with Takashi 69 and seeming like they were going to be fine, has just kept kind of poking the needle at Takashi yeah. 69, bringing up old allegations, just kind of throwing little jabs at him, and no one's really sure why. He just kind of keeps doing it. But basically, the two have been going back and forth at each other on Instagram, and I'm just kind of annoyed because I really like both these artists. Right, I feel like me too. 
Takashi 69 is really interesting, really exciting, really for the culture, doing a lot of great things on the side of his music. And then you have Trippy Red, who's just like making this really awesome music. And I think if he doesn't fuck himself over, because it's probably going to be where like Uzi is in another year or two. So he's like on a good trajectory, but they just keep having these really petty beefs. And especially, I'm just going to say it, I'm really on Takashi 69's side on same, this one. Because Trippy Red's just coming off as really petty. Every Instagram, he's just. Just throwing out a mean insults, just going ham. And then you look at like both what's going on in their lives, and it was literally like this night and day moment where I had like two articles point pop up. A night and day moment about day and night? <laughs> about day and night. Um so over the weekend, two things happened. On Trippy Red side, he got in a random brawl with like some unknown rapper at Day and Night Fest. And it was really just you know, pandemonium classic hip hop beef rap shit. And so then, on the other side, you have Takashi69 in his hometown talking to underprivileged youth in his own neighborhood and literally handing out, like, $100,000 to, like, help these kids. And it was, like, talked about it, had, like, a bunch of stuff, and it's just, like, two nights. You have, like, one kid helping out his community and then one guy getting in, like... A fist fight at a festival. Come on, yeah. (laughs) Enrique is very caught up. And then talk about the trippy taking off uh, the Takashi feature. Yeah, talk about that. So trippy red's just been (laughs) enticing this really petty beef. That's fucked up. With my boy Takashi Six Nine. That's not good. And (laughs) this is the shit I actually care about a lot. Yeah, and me too. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. We'll talk about ASAP Mom next week. It's all good. (laughs) But um, trippy red coming in. And oh my God, I'm joking. And, uh, I'm sorry. I think I broke. Everyday it. struggle. <laughs> it's everyday struggle now. Yeah, it's every, every, everyday struggle you guys now. Talking about, I came back and I just started fake like enjoying. But Trippy Red's just been coming in and <laughs> just that. having real petty beefs with my man Six Nine. And petty. my man Six Nine is petty just on, coming petty in. On petty on petty on petty. <laughs> Well, man, six nine has been handling himself very well. Like even when he responds to him. Trippy Red's Instagram posts, he's just been like, you know, I I respect you as an artist. I respect what you do, and like I don't know Taking the why fucking high ground. you have to do this when we're both on the same label. And absolutely agree. Man, going. I just think it's really exciting that like the visually scariest rapper right now. Uh, is, is like the friendly the <laughs> yeah this guy's wearing the hiv gang jacket and you're like man what the fuck is that later you find out he's just trying to support like hiv awareness and raise money for shit to like save people's lives yeah but he's also making videos that are scarier than fuck <laughs> i love this guy he's got over six over 269s tattooed on him turns out good man donating red. donating 100k to his community exactly trippy red um, being one of the few features on the X uh, seventeen album that just came out, which in association you're associating with a bad man, turns out you're also a bad man. It's a bummer because I think Trippy Red's got a lot of talent, but if you're gonna beef with Takashi, you're like fucking with the wrong guy. And, and you're on the same label. And you're on the same like team. Like you're on underground SoundCloud. This doesn't shit. send a good precedent for future. You're just being a goof. Fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. Yeah. And then atop our next topic, which I'm sure Enrique will have a lot to say about, <laughs> Jaden Smith's new antics. You thought he was going to have a new song? You Woo! thought maybe he was going to announce I an album? I think the most interesting thing about this is Mark's reaction to it <laughs> from like a Facebook post perspective. 
Yeah, that was wild. We can get into that. I didn't but know, the, yeah, go for I, it. Do you not know about this? No, this is the thing that I'll just sit Here's back the, and show. So, okay. So, our friend, uh, Willie. Oh, no, we got to make the, the announcement on what it is. Oh, okay. So, Jaden Smith is going to be starring in a new anime series directed by... Ezra Koenig. Ezra Koenig, the uh, front man of a band called Vampire Weekend. Sure, you very hip hop. Very, very hip hop. Great on Twitter. That's how I know him. As someone who doesn't <laughs> listen to Vampire Weekend, great Twitter. But yes, Jaden Smith will be voice acting in an anime premiering on Netflix pretty soon. Um, next uh, week, wait, I along with a bunch of other famous people. So many famous people. Like, like, Susan Sarandon, Susan Ben Schwartzman, Jesus and Meryl, yeah. everybody. Jesus. Jesus and Meryl. I will, I'll say, point just a, a, a pre to the story. Right. A lot of the. The publications didn't mention the fact that it's a parody. Right. <laughs> Which made it very confusing. So this is what caused... So our friend Willie um, like tagged us in a post with the fucking like, uh, the video and like a, an article. And it says, like, new anime parody from Jaden Smith and Draconic. Right. And uh, everyone's just, like, writing stuff. And then Mark's confused. He's like, why? He's like, this voice acting is really bad. Like, <laughs> this voice acting? A whole so lot of things people, were people pretty are, bad. People are shitting on it. So really? I'm like, so I'm like, hey, guys, like, I don't know, guys. It, like, it's a parody. So, like, it makes sense. Like, the voices are bad and stuff. It's probably because they're making fun of it. And then both of them are like, well, man, yeah, it makes sense. Wow, it's crazy. I was like, guys, I don't like to be honest, like <laughs> the article says it. Why didn't you see it? <laughs> and then Mark went on a series of posts where he's like, where the fuck does it say in a weekend? <laughs> and the thing is, Mark, when he looked on his phone for it, it didn't show Willie's original article. He would only remember the Fader article he saw. Well, right? like before- it's a parody? That's yeah, a parody. I didn't know because Fader reported it as not a parody. Blativity didn't post it. Right. AV Club didn't post it as a parody. So but I'm not even in the anime world, and I thought it was real. Because mm-hmm. I that's why I didn't even like bother to look at like what the description of the article was was because I already read like I already seen like four articles talking about it, and none of them said parody. So I was just like, oh yeah, he's talking about the new Jaden Smith anime, and I was just like, here's my thoughts, and then I was like, oh fuck. So then like. That was like adding a crucial element to what could be a and really Mark, funny. Mark like, yeah, Mark was like, "Where the fuck did you say that?" I was like, "On the art," and then somebody else said, "On the article, Mark." <laughs> and my phone's just like setting me up for failure because I keep going to like the notification to like respond to the comment, and it just sends me the comment list. The so article, I'm still not seeing the, the article. Post. Literally said anime parody thing. <laughs> it was like, so it's hard. in the title of the thumbnail. That's amazing. Like you would see. It. And it was just, like, awkward because I still haven't seen the post yet. And it was just, like, rough. Damn. But, yeah, Jane Smith's new comedy parody anime coming out soon. It's going to be fucking something. Could be for the culture. Could be a hot mess. Who knows? I don't know whether it's going to fall within, like, great, like, Girl Chan and, and whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Like, the Eagle Raptor shit. Yeah. Um, if you ever watch that. But that's, like, the perfect anime parody, I think, almost. Like, the template. If for you sure. Know. And uh, I, it seems so excessive, like watching the the trailer, that like I feel like it could reach those points. It could. It seems like. And, and, and I I don't sorry I don't follow I know you follow Ezra Koenig on Twitter because you yeah he's that great earlier. Twitter and he's very the funny. best Twitter he's very funny right? not the best Twitter but he's is very he, funny is he very funny very funny actually okay. like quality comedy so not I, like bullshit I, I, I don't but like the fact that he's a very funny dude just gives me hope where actually like, funny, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, so, I didn't even know he was a part of Vampire Weekend when I followed him. 
So that kind of says something. I thought he was a. I thought he was in the weird Twitter world because he really is legitimately in the weird Twitter world. He interacts with like Leon and all the fucks that like are having a good time on Twitter. I didn't even know he was the lead singer of that band until like years into following him. Oh, is he the lead singer? I don't know if he's the lead singer. I don't know anything about his musical career. So I, like, I've actually listened to Vampire Weekend, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed. The, it. I think the first two albums. I think I listened to. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the most recent one was like I think it was like really Catholic or some Christian or something. I don't I don't remember anybody. It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I remember this one. There's an out there's a track where Heems, Danny Brown, and somebody else rapped over Danny Brown. I rapped over a Vampire Weekend track, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a pretty good track. I thought it was pretty fun. That sounds wild. That's very hip hop. Shout out to Danny. Yeah, yeah, that was really sick. That was a really good one, and. Uh, I remember one year, like, that, that Vampire Weekend album was, like, the big album, like, everyone was talking about. And I listened to it, like, halfway through, and I was like, eh, hey, it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't go back. Yeah, yeah. And, I just couldn't. Um, if that dude, I don't know if he's the front man or where, where he falls within it, but if he's actually, like, funny like that, like, I could see, like, that being a really cool thing. Knowing that he's on it, it's it might be actually funny. Right. But I don't know because I'm not really in the anime culture world. So. Yeah, you think you're gonna tune into this one? As I'm I'll watch it if like, it's on. From, but from you just saying what you just said, saying like he, you thought he was a weird Twitter dude and he was really funny, that that gives that's like a lot. Of He's fun. actually really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also appeals to like you. Like that means that this dude's actually and the fact is weird Twitter that means like he can appeal to specific demographics, right? Yeah. That's so like anime is a specific demographic, certain he certain certain trends, stereotypes, etc. So somebody who can understand said things, I think, could make a really funny thing. I and I'm excited. I think Jada Smith starring in it, like in theory, if you're making a satire, hilarious. Like it's so funny. I think so. I think it'd because be amazing. It's such a goofy because he has like no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> like. He's the least emotive person. He's the most stone cold, just like average voice. Oh my god! And I can't wait for it, knowing that pretense. And I'm pretty pumped, actually. That's yeah, really it's cool. coming out in two weeks. Yeah. That's how Netflix September does shit. 22 second. Shout Netflix, out Netflix. So I guess we'll review it. All this. That's we cool could. Well, yeah. I'm very down. I mean, I'm if down. we talk about it, this it's long, only six episodes. Well. Yeah, yeah that's really I'll good. watch it. We'll watch it together. Right. It'll be our first right. anime review. Mondo cool. Yeah, hip hop anime. <laughs> Well, speaking of, yeah, rappers doing interesting projects, um, Andre 3000, pretty lukewarm on rapping again. Acting again, however, he's ready to go. And he has a starring role in a new sci-fi movie with Robert Pattinson about (laughs) a group of prisoners being sent on a suicide mission to the black hole. What the fuck? The film's called High Life, directed by Claire Dennis. Mark was wary before putting this in the news, <laughs> but I asked Mark to put it in. This just is an Enrique one. Yeah, yeah, because it was just so fucking crazy. In the, just talking, hey guys, I'm going to was in this sci-fi movie <laughs> with Robert. Do you know the guy from Twilight? <laughs> or, or even if you were artsy Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, from Good Time. Or the fucking David Cronenberg movie. Well, Him and Audrey Thousand made a space movie that has the most generic plotline possible. Like, it, I don't know, it's like, oh fuck, it's just such a weird thing. Where just like, there's like these people who I just wouldn't expect to ever be together just yeah. suddenly happening. And it's hilarious. Well, I think we also have to just reflect <laughs> on Andre 3000's film career as a whole. Because it does sound like crazy but then you also gotta remember he's in a movie with mark Wahlberg, like the rock four brothers and like, yep 
Okay. And the Rock like, is in Four Brothers? Four no, Brothers. but he's also in, um, what is it? Be Cool. Brother. The Rock oh, and, like, yeah. Matthew Perry. So it's like, he's, when I you actually, think of the movies, Andre 3000. Sorry, I've in. seen Four Brothers. Is mm-hmm. Matthew Wahlberg in that? Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Matthew. Believe so. Is he? Is he Man, one, is it's, one it's one of them. It's like I Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck. I, the only person I remember that movie is under 2000. And Tyrese is in it. I saw it in theaters. It was like one of those weird... Man. Let's, let's see. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what this movie's like. Yeah, all I gotta say about Andre 3K <laughs> is I feel like everything he touches is specifically done so. He doesn't just pick up things for fun. He, I feel like he chooses oh, yeah, his projects with intent. And uh, I feel like Andre 3K being a, a talented okay. dude who doesn't like oh, saturate Tyrese. himself, yep. uh, he this could be really sweet. Yeah, uh, I think. It, but I also haven't seen his other movies. I actually, I feel like a lot of people didn't like the the Jimi Hendrix movie they made. Oh, Jimmy! Uh, nice that all my side, I think it was what it was called. Mm-hmm. It was made by the person who. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the person who wrote Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, no, 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 my bad. <laughs> the wrestler. I don't remember. It's one or the other. <laughs> I can't for some reason. Both wild right? possibilities. Right, both of them. I know one of them is for a fact, and I can't look it up right now. But I, I saw the movie, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought just the, the majority of the hatred towards it was just because of the fact that it was like Jimi Hendrix before, like the hype parts, mm-hmm. which I thought was just really interesting. And I thought Under Two Thousand was great, and I think he spent. I think he'd seen like Jimmy, and he like fucking practice a lot to be like talk with him and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was also just like a really fascinating choice to make a movie like that. Right. So there was a lot of hate, just like that, and fucking what was it? It reminded me of like the the Angley Woodstock movie with Dimitri Martin, mm, yeah. where uh, I mean I don't know if it's spoilers, but they kind of like cut through Woodstock. It's all before and after. Okay. And people got mad about that because it's like the part that everyone cares about. Right. But, like, I thought if you didn't think about them in that way, I thought they were pretty decent, like, interesting movies. And Andre 2000, I thought, did a great job in it. So I think he's a very capable actor. And he picks interesting projects. Like, picking a project where he plays Jimi Hendrix before all the hype. There's literally no licensed Jimi Hendrix music in that movie. Wow. wow that's Isn't that crazy? That's like, he nuts. picked a movie Not like even that. the National Anthem one? Yeah. That was like, good. <laughs> that's why I think that's one. a good one. That's is good. The one song. from Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just none of that is in there, and that's crazy. It's all before like the big. I forgot. I can't remember specifics, but there's like a specific festival. I think in in like London or the UK they played that like launched them before Woodstock. Hell yeah. But yeah, um, he picks interesting projects, and even though this sounds perhaps a little generic, I think he can. I don't know who's gonna have it, but I think it's fun to see. Like, I will actually watch this just because he's in it. Just because I think Honor Thousand being in something is interesting, no matter what. You don't think they'll let him be like the cliche like black character in I like think, a I, group I, movie where he'll just talk I shit think he wasn't and that, be silly? He, he wasn't that in Four Brothers, right? That's true. Like, I think he's always gone against that. So I'm really interested. Uh, I don't think he would ever fall in that stereotype either. That's true. Like he's to him, he's who's, too, the, who's not that. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, so, I don't think he'd um, let himself be thrown in that. I don't role. think he's capable. He could do it. I guess. I think he could to, do it. I don't think he wants to. But I don't think to. he wants to. And I think um, that's true. He's always know. the weird character in like every movie. He's yeah, been yeah. In. And he, I mean, arguably, like, be honest, like one of the best rappers mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. like top five, like one of the most talented, rappers. Rappers. Like, really one of the most talented, one of the most memorable. Like I think there's. Very few times, like somebody in a group can like like be the point like they're the greatest of all time, 
I think he's the only one where like you're like even though he didn't have technically a solo album, you could be like, he's one of the best. Yeah. I would agree. I think he's beyond underappreciated, and it's specifically because he doesn't have like solo works. Like, I wish he had. I love more, below like, technically, but he doesn't rap that much. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just want. Uh, yeah. Anytime he does anything with Frank, I'm hyped. I'm jumping out the chair. He's good. Oh, it's going. Damn. I think anytime he shows up on a song, is good. Like I've gone through all his features and, and his outfits like, during yeah. tours and shit. Where he was wearing amazing. the different statement outfits. That was massive. That for, was classic. It's crazy because. Man, I think we could talk about like Under Two Thousand Forever, but mm-hmm. like the way he chooses songs and features is so fascinating. Yeah, because never just like oh classic hip hop, like oh this would be fall in line with my interest. Right. He picks new shit all the time. Definitely, mm-hmm. like he's on the Walk It Out remix when it was like <laughs> hot, right? Yeah. Like like you could, oh it's crazy. He's a he's an amazing person. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. Classic. Man, I don't think he's uh his hype's never gonna die. But, but you know something... what? You know what people want to die? Lean. Says <laughs> Ty Dollar Sign, who I, of all people has decided to declare that Lean is dead, and you know what? I think he's not wrong. You know, I feel like Lean should die. I just feel like I'm surprised it was Ty Dollar Sign who was the one that's gonna try to champion this movement. But um, no, I just Lean. It's you know it's problematic. People are really attributing. Uh, I mean. People attributed Yams' death to it. People are attributing Lil Wayne's, Lil Wayne's recent health problems to, to it. About it. So, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. It's a fucked up thing. It only has negative effects. And it's just one of those things. I remember when Liam, like first was like popping with like DJ Screw and like all that in yeah, Houston. Yeah, who died because of it. Yeah, right. R.I.P. DJ Screw. And I'm like, I remember just being like young and being like, I just... How? Like, this, the South is wilding. Like, this is going to die idea. at what, some what point. What year is this? What, like, mid 2000s? 2000s, like, yeah. Later 2000s. 2003? Like, this was like when. Well, I like, guess with DJ Screw and Jonathan yeah, Screw becoming a This was when, thing. like, the South was, like, hot. So, oh, like, I, 2003, I mean, I 2005. Definitely. DJ Screw's was on an island. So, the South's, like, coming up, and they're pretty pretty right away being, like, lean is our drug of choice in the South. And I was like, the South is wild, and you're doing what? And I'm just like. I thought it was gonna die, and boy, they're has li- Lean come back. They're listening to way. music slowly. What the fuck yeah, is going like, on down there? What's happening, dude? Why are they slowing down the song to be twenty minutes? And lo and behold, they have championed good, it into the fir- into the mainstream with both Lean and Xanax. So. Young Lean. I mean, man, Lean and Zans are like I don't know. They're still the the thing. Wait, so so sorry. So the, the dude who invented like Chocolate DJ Scrooge. Screw yeah, yeah, yeah. is like a big so lean the, boy. So the, in theory, that also led to like vaporwave, him. right? Like uh, that's this whole movement yeah. of slowed down music. I think I, I don't think I don't, vaporwave. I don't, much, yeah, I don't think vaporwave sound would have come out with DJ Screw. Well, Chopped and like Screwed was like a turning thing. the BPM down by like half, and then also and then, like, fucking it up. To, yeah, like, as you're fucking your mind up, you're like, holy shit! It's like listening to the song for the first you think time. Yeah, it was like a, a version of like internet music first starting and stuff like like. Early on. Mm, Vaporwave's like a whole separate. No, no, no I'm not talking about vapor. Oh. I'm talking about internet movement. Chopped and screwed. Like, like, yeah, chopped and screwed was like a, a really. But it was early like pre internet existing. Okay, yeah, this cool. was like. So it, you internet. said 2002, 2003, so I was yeah. like, the internet kind of existed. But then it did like hit internet, and then we got people like, I mean, not DJ Screw anymore because he's gone, but we got like uh, Slim K, who's my actual favorite okay. chopped and screwed mans now. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people that are doing it, and they always shout out uh, DJ, what, screw. DJ Screw constantly. The originator, yeah. 
But I don't think like vaporwave would have existed without Chop and Screwed existing as well. Right. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. Just but yeah, it is. A, that is yeah. an interesting connection I have never made. Shout yeah. out to DJ Screw for letting vaporwave exist. It's true because it I did mean, it's take like, on that's a crazy idea for somebody to randomly think of. You no, know, I like yeah, it. Yeah. 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 But it's cool. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't think Tyler Dolla Sign advocating for Lean to die is what's gonna bring it to an end. Yeah, it's not gonna be the end of it. But I do feel like at some point, man, we really gotta. We gotta back off off the lean and Xanax. It'll affect you, man. I mean, it influences people. I think a lot of people did lean without even knowing like what they were doing. Like, like you know. Hey. And I mean, for the people who don't know, lean is essentially promethazine stuff like, that you can't get over the counter. It's like cough, cough syrup. syrup. It's it's hard cough syrup that really just gets you. Like, imagine taking Nyquil times ten times fifty times hundred. Yeah. And so, then but like it really got them. kids drinking cough syrup. Like not even like actual promethazine lean shit. Like kids were drinking cough syrup. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you know, and that's what it's done. So you know, hopefully. So the message I'm, I think we're trying to send here is that people should do lean. No. <laughs> Stop it. Opposite. What do you mean? Oh man, I've been this all wrong. Dang it. <laughs> No, well, I'm gonna just go do some lean. I get it, brother. I get it. You gotta slow down and just kick back, dude. Sometimes you just gotta kick back. How am I gonna chill without lean? I get it. Bro. That's what. <laughs> if and it's that's no the thing is cool. What am I gonna do? People really oh, think that. Go back to crack. <laughs> what am I gonna yeah, do? <laughs> like, I don't know. Just go get the the fucking ASAP Rocky vape pen and call it a day. Yeah. Like, really. Vape pen? What am I? Twelve? Come That's on. That's true. Yeah, just drink Nyquil like you're twelve instead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's funny as fuck. Hey man, you can't buy Nyquil unless you're eighteen. But your mom has it. That's true. My mom. Your mom's not buying mom. weed and putting it in the cabinets. That's your mom. I guess yeah. I guess that's my mom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's funny as fuck though. Well, this next topic we can't even just tra- we can't do a silly. Oh man, I'm not like, even we can't happy do a anymore. Silly intro into this one because this is the big news of the week. Um, obviously, so we've known that XXX Tentacion has had allegations on him for some time for um, assaulting a pregnant woman, but we didn't really know the full detail. We just kind of knew it was out there, and there was a picture that surfaced around. But now we're finally getting the victim's story, and wow. <laughs> um, Pitchfork recently released excerpts of her two-hour deposition with police, and boy, does it detail some pretty graphic shit. So if you're not ready for this, this is the time to you know hop out for a second. Yeah. And, but we're going to dive into some of this. I'll try to keep it not... I won't go into full details, because it is really fucked up. You can read the full report online, but... Basically, um, it details the story of XXX Tentacion meeting this girl um, at like some show at a concert, and they went on a date at a movie theater. It's and a date. It's a date. The classic movie theater date. Um, and pretty quickly on, he starts showing signs of abuse, and it it just escalates from crazy to just it's pure like demonic shit. I mean, uh, making her choose from barbecue tools on whether or not, you know, like which one she wants inserted inside her. I mean, there's strangulation. There's all kinds of just pretty irredeemable things that you just can't ignore. And it was really like a tough read and just pretty eye-opening stuff. So after kind of our, you know, discussion before where we talked about Godak Black and we were like, well, we, you know, didn't really know what's going on in XXX's case. Now we know. And it's 
it's out there, and we've gotten now XXX's reaction to it, and I think uh, that's kind of one of the things that's pissed me off the most, is he's really just, like, doubled down with not only saying, like, like it's not me, but really just, like, insulting, insulting. like, people who have, like, even entertain the idea he's just calling people haters and making a joke out of the whole situation and i feel like it's i get it like you if you're of the mindset that like you're young and you have these like wild accusations that you don't believe are true thrown on you it's hard to just be like man you know i want to be serious and you know rub these off but this you've gotten to a point now where like there's a deposition like we're fully going into trial this isn't just like she made a claim and like nothing's really happened. Like we're like you're going on trial, and you could be put away for like a long time. So Man. like you really need to like, you know, mature up and just like at least just for the people address this seriously. Like you know, really make sure that we have a reason to believe you're innocent, rather than just you know kind of playing it off, calling us jokes, making you know awful Bad references joke. to the actual like thing that happened. It was just like really poor taste. And so that kind of disappointed me more so about it when I was just like, I don't know, like, you know, this is fucked up and we're, I guess we're going to see what happens in the trial. But I'm, now I'm just like, uh, it's horrible the way he's handling it. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. This one actually, like, I have a lot to say uh, just because, like, I'm not, I can't even, like, I'm just, like, staring at the fucking table right now in sadness. This actually affected me today in a sense that, like, Man, I knew X was a bad man the whole time, but I just really didn't want it to be true. Like, because there was a point, there was a legitimate point in life where, or in, in just, like, existence, where we were not sure. We were, like, legitimately not sure. Like, right. maybe, maybe he's not a bad guy. And uh, I, I just wanted to, like, wait for, like, real evidence to come out. And I'm not someone who wants to, like, sympathize with abusers by any means at all. That's the last thing I want to do. But I really love this guy's music. Yeah. I really, like, I think of this year, if I had to say the most interesting, exciting artist I've listened to, I would say it's him. And that's my personal opinion, and that's how it is. His art, as far as music goes, is fucking incredible and next level. I felt like I found out Santa Claus doesn't exist today. Just because, like, I really actually dug into his experience and his life and who he the fuck is. And he's a bad man. And as someone who really appreciates his music, it's ruined. And I'm really f sad about that because, like, come on, man. Like, Jesus, you got so much talent. Quit being such a shitty person. Yeah. Like, it was just so fucking sad because I really just wanted to believe, like, yeah, there's still good things in the world. But no, X is, like, a really bad man. And bringing up, like, exactly what you're talking about, he's not addressing the fact that he is being accused as an, a domestic abuser He's not, he's not addressing it in any sort of, like, realistic, actually, like, human way. For example, last night on Instagram uh, Instagram stories, before he dropped his Look At Me video, which is a whole nother thing, he was going on for an actual, like, five minutes with his grills in, girls giggling in the background, saying things like, quote-unquote, and I would, this is fucked up, he said, uh, uh, like, to people who think I'm a domestic abuser, uh, come over, I'm a domestically abuse that pussy. And I, I'm like, man, come on, brother. Like, it's not how you address this situation. Like, fucked up. And then, like, the video came out today, and this was the thing that really, like, actually, as an ex-bandwagon stan, I legitimately just took all my baggage and jumped off the bandwagon. I can't support that man in the slightest. Mans comes... Can I get into the Look At Me video real quick? Look at me video. Mans comes out with the Look At Me video, his big song, the one that people know him from, the one that everyone finds out where, who X is through. 
he comes out with the look at me video. I'm like, all right, let's see this because I still like him at this point. I haven't really looked into his story. I look into it right after this video. He comes out with the look at me video. Starts off with some goofy ass fuck shit that seems like a Tyler parody video. Does the first like verse of the song. Once it cuts to the chorus, song completely cuts. He bait and switches everybody. Goes into some like political shit. Starts it's talking. one of his um, old SoundCloud songs. It like, is. It's a song right. that's out there. It's, it's been, been a while. Riot, yeah. right? Is it Riot? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Riot. So, like, he comes out with one of his political songs right after his meme song, like, gets to the part where it gets good. Cut. So he goes, he, the first, even if the video was Look at Me and it was him in that classroom, like the video started, it still sucked. But he cuts at the chorus, cuts to a shot of him as well as two other men hanging in a tree. And uh, then he just starts talking about, like, political race issues. But he, he refers to things just in the weirdest fucking sense. For example, referring to, like, the Ferguson protests. He calls them the Ferguson riots. And rhetorically, like, you sound like an alt-right fuckboy on Twitter. Like, there was some real legitimate things happening. And he's coming at it with, like, almost the they're a bunch of thugs approach. Mm. And I just felt like it was disgusting. From a man who's trying to come from a world of 100% ignorant rap where people are just moshing like crazy and going nuts, to switch up into J. Cole consciousness, trying to talk about race in the Look At Me video, and then doing it wrong, ending the video with hanging like a five-year-old white kid. Well, and then there's like his poem. And then he fucking, as soon as he finishes hanging a white kid, he pulls up his iPhone notes and just reads his thoughts about like, oh, here's my thoughts on race, even though like, I'm telling everyone to be a better person, but at the end of the day, I'm a shitty man myself. Referencing a book a lot of people may have read, the Bible. Talking about taking the plank out of your own eye, this man's got to do that. Because he's telling everyone in the world to, like, get better while still being a shit boy himself. And, like, in the, in the video where he's reading from his iPhone notes, he's like, regardless of your skin color, you're allowed to have an opinion. And my opinion is that video fucking sucks and fuck X. As a used-to-be stan. Very disappointed, legitimately sad. I wish he didn't suck so much ass. And that's all I gotta say. Well, damn, you laid it out, Enrique. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. I'm a huge fan now. <laughs> yeah, oh god, oh, wow. Before, oh god. Before I was on the fence. Right? Now <laughs> oh, Jesus I love him. Christ. No. <laughs> that's not what I think. <laughs> well, there are. I, I'll give. Uh, I, I like mostly agree with Austin. Right. Uh, there's just certain things about the Look At Me video that I think I can't appreciate to an extent. Mm-hmm. Which I, I feel like almost like those type of like conscious songs or whatnot always build the same demographic. So if you insert a song like that, even if it was wrong, like it sucks. That, that is. I but love just, the idea of it. And in theory, that's like a really cool thing, right? Like Aminate did it when yeah. he did like the live thing where he's just like, all right, let me talk about something real. Right. And it's just like within like a pop fun song. Right. And by doing that, like people who wouldn't initially be like, uh, I don't give a fuck, whatever, J. Cole, Kendrick, conscious bullshit, whatever, that they'll end up listening to it and they might pay attention. They might, I don't know. I don't know whether or not they'll be like, oh, wow, this is something I care about. But mm-hmm. I mean, I still have. I guess I had an idea of like what their artists that they enjoy are interested in or what they're what's affecting them, right? right? So I feel like almost like it sucks. X is a shitty is a shitty person. Like that's obvious. But um, I would say I do commit. I just like the fact that he's talking about this type of stuff as the type of artist he is and who he appeals to, which is the youth. 
is kind of cool. I mean, it's like fucking a low bar. Right. But uh, for, at least for me, I was just like, wow. So I feel like that this, for at least the people who would think, like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, this is something I, maybe I should care about. Right. And maybe if the me- the message is perhaps a little like muddled and not as clear as it probably should be. Right. <laughs> but I think it is kind of cool that that he tried at least. I think. Right. I'll give him that as a person who's not an X fan. But yeah, he's a shitty person. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I just think I think as like a person who's not a fan when I saw that, I was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is something that's like like hard to do. Right. And like you're actually affecting your career by doing something like this. Even though um I don't know, it's like it's a weird thing where it's like it can be popular with certain people but not. Like I don't right. know where he falls within his audience. But I think um I don't I, I at least to, to me it just seems like uh, most of the audience wouldn't really give a fuck. Right. They'd be like, no matter who they were, they would be like, oh, I just want to fucking have a good time. Like, or I'm just so sad in my own feelings. I don't want to think about shit like that right, right. now. But yeah, I think because he's addressing something like that, I think it's much, it's, it's so bare minimum at the same time. That's what I but, feel. But I'm giving credit, at least more so than I expected him to. Yeah. Basically. I love the idea of I it. can, um, looking at the music video, cause with the in terms of the allegations and the way it's handled, and I feel a very specific way. Definitely, and I, I can't I, really give him also. Kind of I just like another thing. He's not. He's like nineteen, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, it, it, he he did a like I'm pretty sure like just like if I looked at his hit, it's not just like him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just looking at history of just like he's a dude who just like fights people and just like the amount of things he's done before in right. concerts. Like it doesn't seem out of the reality of that, right? right? So like, man, it's just like you can't condone it, right? Like, like, like that's and like that's what I'm get, like. I can't condone the allegations and like the ways handled it. In terms of breaking down the music video, um, I'm leaning a little more towards um, Enrique on this. In terms of like, I think there's a lot of like interesting things he presents, but it's coming from like a person who he himself is problematic and that shines through in the way he like tells right. the story so it's like obviously like calling the Ferguson protests riots not the way you should word that um but there's like like looking at the poem um like he talks he, he makes some like pretty accurate and like well made states about like supremacy and how white supremacists act and why they shouldn't act that way totally but then he kind of like muddles it by he like sneaks I don't know if you caught it but he sneaks in some like black like black people do this too stuff where he's like right. white or black don't be a supremacist and I'm like mm, you don't have to like put it like that or and he'll say like uh, there's like a part where he's listing like the Emmett Till and like all these other examples and then he does like a there's a black on white killing and I'm like mm. again you're like doing this like black people do this too now. like you're doing the like all lives matter thing and I'm right. like it's like a weird thing that he That's like sneaks in there so like but like there are like I said there are some good points and like it is good to like remind you know the younger generation that things like Emmett Till happened not that long ago and totally. like these things are like real and then white supremacy is a terrible thing that's like infecting our society and you know the younger generation he has like that good point where he's like you being a white supremacist and passing that on to like your kids and ruining their lives so, like so there's like good points but I think because he's just like a problematic person who's right. obviously not you know, didn't go to a liberal arts school and got woke about a lot of things that shines through and that's like that's right. Add I, mean, so. I mean he's also nineteen. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's young. I There's like things he has to learn. Totally. It's like you can't condone it but at the same time it's just like, dude, he's nineteen. Like yeah. how is he gonna phrase this shit right? Right. You're right. 
Like I, he do, I don't think in his like arsenal vocabulary, perhaps he right. doesn't have the the sensitivity in order to phrase things correctly. Right, right. Absolutely. Like if he if these allegations were not out, I would. Yeah, I, I would be. I would be hard. I'd be way less harsh on this video. Absolutely. If these yeah. allegations were out, which be, I think is my. I'd be point. like, even if it's like he could do sign him as right as someone else, like dude, it's like he doesn't know. Like he's just saying those things. This is how it was reported. Right. Right, so he's just gonna talk about them like that. He's not. That's think, true. He's not thinking. He's true. gonna think about them critically, like in, in terms of like a media sense. He's nineteen. Right. He's a big dude, but he's not gonna like. I don't know. It's like he's young, and I think that that is something that is important. To right. Me. Definitely. And um, if it, like these allegations weren't happening, I would defend. I would definitely be less. I would. Honest. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would defend his opinions and whatnot. I'd probably be more inclined to be like, "Wow, this is really crazy. They did this." But the fact that they came like 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 literally like handed day hand, after like, like yeah. the it, Instagram it, it's story, it's really soured the experience right. for absolutely big time. Yeah, I feel like um, I agree with a lot of that. Like, mm-hmm. I think his age is a major factor. I'm thinking about like myself at 19. I couldn't talk about issues like yeah. this eloquently by any means. Yeah. Um, but Tyler like, at 19, Tyler still at 19 dropping still the f slurs. Yeah, no, totally. That. And I feel like I this is one of the things I loved about X was he saw the rules of the game and broke them consistently with the XXL freestyle where he just stopped the song and just did shit. As an idea and as a concept, this video was sick because he gave the people a hype song and said, hey, wake the fuck up. Here's a thing that you should be caring about way more than look at me. Right. But the way he went about it and executed it with like some also, weird like, shit. Like look at me like in a way when he does that, he's like, look at me, I already have enough views. Like right. do I really yeah. make a video? So, like, I feel like that's almost, like, the logic behind it. Definitely. Yeah, so. I also think he's trying to stray away from Look At Me Heavily, because when you mm-hmm. get trapped in your, your meme song, yeah. like, you get fucked. So yeah, I think very smart move, you're right. He was trying to get out of the meme song era and be like, wow, look, I got a legitimate video. But it was just weird seeing, like, the least woke man try to be woke. Right. And it just so, sucks that it's coming up right after these allegations. Exactly. So as far as, like, the video as an idea, fuck yeah. Bait and switch the people. Hit them with some knowledge. But you're not a teacher. You're someone who's still learning, and uh, man, I just I, I wish it could have been better. I agree, I would have been significantly less harsh if these allegations weren't out there. But I don't think you can tell the world to be less shitty if you're a shitty person yourself. Yeah, if you're dealing with horrible allegations against you and dealing with those allegations very poorly. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Um, right now, I'm kind of like you know, after this video, I'm kind of off the like bandwagon for Completely a while. We'll off. see. Unless boy, oh boy, this October fifth trial, he. Proves me wrong yet again, and there's they somehow convince me that this girl is the most genius liar of all time. It's not looking good. And most dedicated. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the fact, it's one to, like, have this lie and, like, put it out there and never drop it. But she's taking it to the deposition process, right? Like, this is a real thing now. It's not, like, this is happening. It's not just, like, it's not just, like, a rumor or false claim being put against you. Because, like, to put into perspective with, you know, Takashi 69 and even more bigger Freddie Gibbs. Huge. Freddie Gibbs, that doesn't get to the deposition stage. Like, that doesn't get into, like, big, that got to, like, Oh, this is what happened. All right, you're gone. Like they he, they had him in holding. The legal system's fucked, and he had to be in jail while they finally got to the court proceedings, which is where like X is at right now. And they just dropped it. They're like, oh, there's not a real case here. And but now they're going to X's thing, and they're apparently still at the point where they're like, there's still a case here. So yeah, it's but very yeah. real. It's happening. Yeah, as far as like Frey gives his case, like I think there's like there's also facts like people reporting like, oh yeah, he was here. 
Yeah. Like, he was that, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it seems like there's a lot of evidence backing up that. Also, the fact that she said it was a dream. Right. And, like, there's and just, like, just, yeah. You find out, the more you found out about, like, what happened, you're just like, okay, this didn't happen. And it's it just, proven. like, a really horrible inconvenience. Right. The fact yeah. that, like, something like that can happen because then, like, it always, like, makes everyone question anything happened later on. Right. But, like, for for a lot of time, if you look up a Freddy Gibbs, like, what happened to him, it's just, like, it almost, it's, like, it's very hard to believe. Right. It's very hard to decide on her side. Yeah, it's that. very hard to be on, like, the person who calls it side. Like, it's, well, there's then, no. But then on XXI's, reading it, it was very hard not to be. <laughs> not yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not like, to you agree have to be more girl. pro on, on, on her side. Than Damn. His. So, we'll see what happens come October 5th. But now we've hit some heavy subjects here, but it's time to get to uh, our we'll, album we'll, review of the we'll, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was born in 1993. Uh-huh. Me too. My, my, minus one is my 92. Ooh. Great and, transition. Uh, Speaking of birthdays, yeah. happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Uh, I think I mentioned it at the beginning. I know. I just want to say it again. Yeah, thanks, man. I think the people got to know. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah high five. Woo! That was spicy! That was a good one. I like it. Um, so, yeah, 1992. Uh, Deluxe. Deluxe. Which is a very, very important thing to know. Yes, it is. because last year, uh, Princess Nokia released her mixtape titled 1992, a nine-track mixtape, and now we're getting the deluxe version. Real quick, real quick roll call here. Who listened to that? I know me and Mark. Actually, just asking Austin. I saw her live. I didn't Austin. listen to it. I've so, listened to her shit like, on Shuffle. I didn't do a full listen through, but I've listened to her quite a lot. I've okay. seen her live. Like, did you have okay? So from I, I, me, me, Mark did this. We cheated a little bit. I totally. Talk, I talked with them a little bit about it. And the fact that this album is literally just the mixtape plus eight songs. Yes, because I've heard Katana live, and I was like, "Why is this on here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's really weird. Right. I feel like that's the major point of discussion. I don't know if you guys don't know Princess Nokia. She's good. She should figure out. I think that's an end point here. Mm-hmm. As a fan, it's weird. Just to make where we're yeah. at. Yeah. As yeah. as a fan, it's a very complicated situation, yeah. especially for me because I, um, I came into 1992. I'll just give you my full breakdown of Princess Nokia, right? Uh, Princess Nokia came into my life via Tumblr. I saw a Damn picture right, me too. of like the most Tumblr like thing that could come across to me is a song called Dragons. It featured the word dragons over a picture of Shenron from Dragon Ball Z and of course my nerdy ass was like click Click. and it ended up being this like beautiful like singing song where she sounds eerily similar to Janelle Monae over like a drum and bass beat and I was like whoa this is like crazy and it was just like a song that got stuck in my head for a while and then re-listening to it I went to the music video and I was like what? As I realized very quickly, in the music video is Wiki, and they're kissing each other, and I quickly realized that, oh, this is Wiki's girlfriend. And then from there, it went on to just, like, being kind of interested in, but her album at the time was an album called Metallic Butterfly, and it was more of the singy stuff, and sonically, it was kind of everywhere, and I didn't know what to think. Coming to later, I find out that she used to rap under the name Wavy Spice, but Whoa, that got changed nice. to be a in, copyright infringement. Yeah, in which she was also on Soka's on a song. Yes, and then that's where that's where I know her from. Right, and so I'm like, oh, I'm which really is a curious album, about by this. The way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that territory. And so I'm really curious about her. And then she comes out with 1992, and there's a noticeable difference, I think. You know, being with Wiki and really getting that Wiki school of rap, <laughs> being able to help her out, mm-hmm. she flourishes. We start to hear more personal tracks. We get to know more of who she is. She's rapping better and 
1992, I thought, like, the first nine tracks, you get this good mixture of, like, personal stuff about my fucked up upbringing, because her story is very tragic. Yeah. And then hype tracks, you know, you get songs like Tomboy, good anthem tracks for, you know, the kind of to get moshing in the ring and just good stuff. And then now she really releases um, 1992 Deluxe. And you get eight tracks after what's already feels like a complete album, to be honest, because it was. And it was just kind of like a mixed bag. I get like Goth Girl, which was kind of... Goth Girl was an interesting experience for me because at first I didn't really like it because it just sounded like her doing like a Tyler Circa Bastard wow, yeah. voice. That's and I was really like, this funny. is jarring and weird and you're a goth. Blah. And so I was just kind of like, meh. But then like the second time I was able to hear more lyrics and hear her talk about, it's more about her experience with her abusive foster mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I can ignore this like flow that sounds way too similar to something else to me. And I was able to appreciate it. But then ignoring like Golf Girl, then the rest of the songs, I was like, ah, these are all just kind of like, not as good versions of your other songs on this album and um i mean some of them are kind of hype the lyrics aren't as tight as the other nine songs so it's just kind of like frustrating because she's also one yes that's true although we we, are are you thinking of the abc's in new york (laughs) i realize that's on the that's on the uh 1992. Oh, that is on 1992? Yeah. I fucked up. Because then I was like, oh, that, shit. That, like, that, the one song I was going to really give her credit for uh, yeah, is that, on 1992. That's the best, like, rapping, rapping. Yeah. AB, she has a song that's also that's on the original 1992 called The ABCs of New York. Incredibly, incredible song. Paints this vivid picture of New York. Probably her best, like, lyrical raps. Great beat. Um, and it's just an amazing song. But it's on the like normal part of 1992 but on the deluxe side there's just kind of like there's goat which is like an all right banger it's not as good as her other bangers um there's flavor that's okay and like the last song is the pizza hut or the what is it kentucky fried chicken and a pizza Pizza hut Hut. kentucky fried chicken and a pizza pizza hut and that's how the album ends like that's the note (laughs) this new the now her official debut ends and so that kind of just I don't know. It puts like a sour taste in my mouth just because I'm like, yeah. oh, you had this. So it's her first album. It's her first album now. Yeah. And it, As it, opposed to like so, her really good mixtape that she had that's now kind of sullied because there's like question, eight more tracks after that aren't as good in my opinion. What's the difference between, and this, I, real question, what's the difference between this and uh, the booty tape? Um, because they both have a shitload of songs that have previously been out for a long time. Well, see, that's the Thing. Booty tape. He seems like he got away with that somehow. Yeah. What's different here? Well, no, here's because she released she a little <laughs> mixtape yeah. with nine songs, and then she did deluxe after it. And then so it because there's like an eight part part of it that's like all. That's nine. That's not like, just like half of it. It, it was well, nine songs. Yeah. I think it's seventeen songs total. Mm-hmm. Like nine songs in a row are like the same. Like yeah. Like so it's it's literally weird because there's like the 1992 the same, part that's the same, same track list, and mix- then there's eight new songs under. So it. if she released this as a mixtape, I think it would be like, all right, she just add some more, more new songs. Mm-hmm. Like just some B sides. If I like the album, I could listen to. But the fact that it came out as like an official like, this is the new album that's supposed to define her. It's like it's weird. <laughs> Cause it's like so, a, it's like an album that does define her, and then eight bonus tracks. So it's the labeling of it having been a mixtape rather than having been a bunch of singles. Well, no, and, like, in the same order. Cause like the booty tape, right? We've never gotten a project from Ugly God, right? right? And like half of it is, is stuff we've heard. So yeah. same situation, but this time instead of mixing them up on shuffle, 
She just put them in the same order and added on, similar to like a well, living, breathing like, album like Life of Pablo kind it'd of. It'd be thing. like if we got the booty tape, and then he was like, all right, here's the booty album, and it's, it's the booty, booty tape, it's the booty and eight more songs. And then it's just eight more songs. Okay. <laughs> like, so just like the same okay. track list as the booty That's tape. That's fair. And then I'm trying to understand. eight new yeah. songs. So it's just like this weird, it's like an even more unprecedented thing than the booty tape. Oh, totally. You're right. Because you're just like, all right, here's your album, and then you tacked it on like more it's like she kanye did she yeah. like added songs to an album that already exists already existed and then just added like eight more tracks well, later but kanye only added like one yeah song. No, yeah so in kanye's defense he only added in a yeah. speaking like strategically in a world of streaming and the amount of stream listens you get actually matters as far as awards and literally everything do you feel like this was a strategic play to have more songs on an album specifically with a lot of the songs guaranteed going to be hits because people are going to listen to them anyway Maybe because like because now that you have what seventeen songs, that's way better than if she just put out eight new ones. She's gonna have significantly better chances of ranking as like an artist on hip hop charts. Yeah, I, can, I think that's true. And, and we also I think know that's the why first I feel like I, still, I still think yeah, she's good. Like that's totally like not problem. I feel like, but as like if I were to review it critically, like as of like a fan, it's just like a weird experience. Yeah, as opposed to like, like in terms of like a new fan, I'm sure it's sick. Like, you're like, wow, this is, this is wow, that was great music. <laughs> like, because it's weird because, like, you know, sometimes you have, like, the argument where you're like, man, like, this album would be better if it was, like, shorter or, like, if they just cut some stuff. And it's like, well, they literally did. Like, you can literally just listen to 1999, 1992, the regular version, and you get exactly what you wanted. And I think that's And better. it's, like, a more complete yeah, yeah. album. And then in this case, you just have, like, these eight mixed bag songs. And then some it ends. Some are pretty good, some are okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like as a whole, I fall in the same territory where how I felt by 1992, which I liked. I thought it was really cool. I think she makes really great music. She's a great voice to have mm-hmm. today. Uh, very distinct. Very just herself. Right. More so like like to like a fucking. I don't even know how to describe. It. She's herself like like no censoring. Right. Yeah. At all. I love like, it. Like it's it's so honest and so like to the point about everything about herself. I mean, contradictions including things that don't even make sense. But she like everything's her though. Yeah. At the same time, right? Even though like her like thought like perhaps her like beliefs and stuff can contradict each other, but it's all like feels That's very real though. Yeah. Like, feels, that like, yeah. 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 People. It feels very gen- genuine and great. Um, I guess like in terms of like my criticisms are just like. Um, I sometimes just felt like her, her her rapping was a little too simplistic. Perhaps sometimes I was just like I was a little like redundant, kind of like I wish you'd switch things up a little more. Or sometimes she would, but it'd be like way later. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like um, all the songs are still good. I just wish she she would evolve. And perhaps like in my head while I was listening to the original mixtape was, hey, maybe she might uh, she might like evolve and fix this in the next album. But the next album was just the same album again. So, <laughs> With eight more tracks. So, so I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, all right, then. But, like, yeah, I just wish... Um, I think she has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to see her grow, and I want her to release new music in a new fat, in a new album, new context, mm-hmm. for me to see her evolve, in which I, I do not see that because it's the same album. Yeah, because right? I was kind of cheated. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I was just kind of cheated. I think she's, she's very talented. She's just great. It was like as a fan, like I think she's awesome. I want to see her get better, but I'm not. I I didn't get to see it as a fan. Right. I she still makes good music. I'm still gonna follow her. Like it just falls within that territory, I guess. Yeah. Of just being even like, okay, this is like a director's cut. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like something extended like that. edition. Yeah, it's like this is kind of cool. It's like some of these I don't like as much, but 
I think another thing I always have is like summer voices, perhaps, or like a little bit like I wish you'd tone it down a little bit, mm. <laughs> or like <laughs> it just sounds like goofy to yeah. me sometimes. I don't know whether or not doing it more will make it sound more real, but like sometimes I was like, this is a little like bordering on like goofy, where or not I can take this. But then like the lyrical stuff, like even though like I thought like perhaps sometimes like the the flow itself was like redundant, right? That I like that I would always bring in because it was so honest and right. so like real and like. She would still sound good. It was just like, it was just a very nitpicky type thing with me. It's just like sometimes I would hear a voice and be like, this sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah. Like, because that was my thing was she kind of sounds like a, what I'll call a flow chameleon, where she just mm. sounds like she's just taking other flows and trying to make it her own, but That's there's just such like, a good term. but it's kind of yeah. this point where like, I, I mean, I don't want to say her lyricism is just like not at that level, but there's just like a noticeable difference where like she has a song where she's telling a story about her life or like about New York. And I can feel like I'm cool with the lyricism. But every time she does, like, a hype track or she does, like, a song where she's sounding like someone else, I notice, like, the simplistic lyrics or, like, the yeah. bad lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I think, I th- yeah, I think you're exactly right. Because, <laughs> like, with the Green Line or, like, a ABCs of New York or a Saggy Down on Wiki, I'm like, oh, this is just really good. Like, I enjoy this. But there's, like, parts in, like, Tomboys where I'm just where she'll have, like, is that the one where she has the blues coos? Or stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Like, yeah. just be like, like with those ones where she's clearly like mimicking like the popular sounds of right now. I notice like the bad lines far more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like one thing I want her to like work on is just kind of like yeah, her like striving at what she's good at and just like staying. That again, like forming I, that. I mean, we didn't have a podcast then, so I guess it wasn't done it for us. That's true. But wait, these are the same criticism we would give to Night Night right. right. So like, it just like it just falls in such a weird ground. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just kind of frustrating where it was yeah. like this is how I felt so, about the album a year ago because this was the album a year this ago this is really fun you have that perspective because I've heard a lot of these songs on this album as singles I didn't listen to the tape as a, as a whole mm-hmm. this is my first time listening to it as like a body of work because mm-hmm. I've heard Katana I've heard a lot of the other songs um, but to actually like hear it in this manner like I've seen her live at this point and I really enjoyed her performance I, I thought she was really good um, but this was my first time actually sitting down and being like, all right, an album or a mixtape in full by Princess Nokia. And uh, without any sort of like knowing that a lot of these, I mean, I knew a lot of them existed before, but I didn't realize the extent of how it was uh, put out. I loved this. I thought it was really fucking good. Starting off the Bart Simpson song, I hadn't heard that one before. And that's an yeah. easy, that's an easy, like quick way to my heart. I love Bart Simpson and all that shit really fucking got me. I thought this was a really, really fun album by a really, really good person. And just, like, bringing in her live performance as, like, a part of it, she was very much about, like, hey, she, like, made an announcement. She's like, all right, this next song, girls who, like, are afraid to mosh because shitty dudes, don't let that happen. Fucking go mosh, and if you see a shitty dude, knock his ass on the floor. I was like, damn, fuck yeah, because, like, as someone who loves to mosh and get knocked around, like... If I was a girl, I'd want to do that shit too. But you have to worry about gropers and fucking shitty people. And she, like, called that shit out. There was one dude at the show who, like, I don't know what he did, but he did something wrong. She literally pointed out and was like, get this guy out. And everyone was like, boo! Like, everyone booed the shit out of this bad person. And I was like, wow, when has that ever happened at a hip-hop show? Yeah, she, she doesn't fuck... I mean, I mean, this is coming from the person who got put in the news because... I don't know, some white dude was talking spicy and she dumped him out. Good! She was just like, that's bullshit. I'm just, man, in a world... she is for the culture, for sure. In, like, a hip-hop world where, like, females are generally, a lot of the time, not invited to the table, she goes, hey, I'm at the table and anyone who sucks, get the fuck out of here. I love that about her. I thought this album was fucking actually fire. And you need someone 
because like they're like that. We like, need just, that like, shit. I mean, it exists uh, beforehand with Nicki Minaj. No, I mean, totally. Get people to the name, but you don't hear but, Nicki but, on stage being like, "Hey, dudes and girls, knock out anyone who's a fuckboy." Yeah. Like she's directly being like, "Hey, that's true. No time for fuck shit. This is a girl on stage. Let the girls mosh too." I'm, I, I'm just I saying. Was like, wow. I think, I think we should just always have more. No right. What. Exactly. Yeah, I think totally. Because like, that is a whole nother issue. I want issue, female yeah. rappers thing to where, be like, thing. Female artists are always put in contention with other each other. Right. Where there's only like there can only be one hot female yeah. artist. So it's duke oh, it out with each other. Cardi B ruined Nicki. Yeah. No, they can both exist. There can be like five like top like you know Kendrick Cole J- like Kanye, but there's only like room for once one. you have Nicki, it's like there's either Nicki or Beyonce. Everyone yeah, else needs that. to take a seat. And so there we do need to have this culture of just like nah, there's five hot like female artists 10 hot female artists right now shout out to all of them doing their different things for sure yeah but um in terms of my review um my final thoughts on it basically how i feel about this is look when 1992 came out i thought it was really good i love there's a clear cohesion between all the songs a good sound we get a good mix of like mosh songs and learning about princess nokia's story and coming from where her music has been in the past i was like wow She's on to something, can't wait, there's, you know, a little mix every here, like, you know, little issues I have, like, here and there, but all in all, a solid debut, can't wait to see where she goes from here, so not so, I give 1992 a cool. As far as the deluxe part, I I mean, considering that, like, you can, it still feels to me after hearing 1992 that the album ends after ABCs of New York, the rest of it's just kind of like, part two. Yeah, I was like, these are some good, but there's not that same level of cohesion with it. There's only, like, one song that tells her story. The rest of it kind of sounds flow chameleon-y, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, these are kind of cool songs, but I lose the cohesion, I guess, at a very specific point. And so the deluxe half of the album, I give more of an I, but I'll give it that. Fair. Enrique? I'd, I'd give it the exact same review as Mark. I thought, like, the original was, like, a... Like a I think I'd give it like a like a high to low cool. Like mm-hmm. I was like, there's definitely a lot of potential. Like I think she's great and I think she's important and I want her more of her. Mm-hmm. I want her to improve. And it's just like personally just kinda like, damn, I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I know it's only been a year. Nineteen ninety two came out a year ago. So coming out with a new album in a year is hard. Right. Like it takes two, three years. But like as like an official album, like me seeing that, I get excited. I'm like, wow, a cool like a whole new thing of thing uh, like new songs. So yeah, it, and also the fact that it wasn't as coherent as Mark said, like I was like, damn. So it, it feels like almost like I, I it's like I don't want to hold it against her because I want her to be successful. Right. I want her to have like everything, but like I fall like same time. I'm like it's like a low to like okay I with the new songs, but I still like I think 1992 you should totally check so, out. So I think well, you're going to if you listen to Deluxe. Yeah, you're gonna what you're gonna listen to the first eight tracks, but it just felt like as a more complete like oh this is great. If you want more, listen to the other song, Deluxe, if you want. But you don't have to listen to Deluxe. You can just listen to Nineteen Ninety Two if you want. Like, that's, like, fine. But like, then I'm annoying because Nineteen Ninety Two is, like, taken down now. It's, like, hard to find Yeah, yeah, because she, she, they hit it. Because this is the album now. Because they hit it. That's so crazy, too, because I remember I was trying to look it up as I was listening to it. And I didn't download. I, like, had it before, and it was mm. gone on my computer. Not that they deleted it. I just lost it. And uh, I was just like, Wow. 
I think I've heard every single one of these songs. I was like track six or seven. Yeah. And I was just like, let me check out that mixtape. Is this just deluxe, meaning like the original one? Even though I was like, I was like, all right, let me check that out. Yeah. And looking for the original mixtape, it was like, like disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it like took me a second. I had to find some random yeah, mixtape like, website like, I'd they, never heard yeah, of. Yeah, they like hit it. But is it hidden if it's a, a quote, apparently the exact same thing as Deluxe 92? What well, it's, it's just like... Well, it's just like, like re- right. renamed. Well, it's just well, no. 1992, you can like you, you try to look it up by itself as a mixtape that you would have downloaded like six months ago, and it would have just been this, like, right? Yeah, no, I get that. You were just downloading, but, but it's not like gone. It's literally still there with more. But then there's like there's like an ending, like you get like the oh, this was all a good coherent no, no, no. sound. Well, what I, what I think we're talking more by like the SEO type, like finding right. Oh right? yeah, and you can't so, find so, it. So so then they like they fucking buried it, the mixtape, and then they put out the deluxe so people go buy, so she can make money, right? So like, but if I went and just downloaded the free mixtape, I'd get half the album for free, but also a more complete like artistic kind of experience for me, Mark. Totally. So I think that's our point. No, it's, I get that. It's not. Um, whether or not you can experience it through Apple Music or what or Spotify and like downloading it, like yeah, either way you could, but just it's just like oh, I guess it's it's just I don't think anything I've ever experienced has been this. Like this yeah. is such a specific like <laughs> yeah. new age yeah. thing. Artists are getting weird with how they release their first, and I've never seen this. Like so, is it smart to do something like this? Just to I think re- yes. To, to, yeah, it could be. So You're quick right. question. So. Uh, before I rate it, and I'm ready to go with that, um, would you rather, in a world where you want Princess Nokia to succeed, would you rather have put out the last, what, eight tracks, all the new stuff as an album, and then everyone who's hearing this for the first time because it's an album mm-hmm. never hears the first part? Would you rather have put out all of this new shit and then all of the people that haven't heard it never hear the first half like me because if, well, if this would have come out this would have been my first album listening and i would have list i would have missed the entirety of 92 I, uh, but that's like so, that's like i'll take this one that's like two things right so like one that would be weird if she released all the like eight new songs and called it 1992 right but if it was a different title right so then it would be if, like then it would just be like but kind of your problem where you know like ever hears the original that would just be like all these people are like hearing you know this like new Tyler song, but they don't know about Bastard. Exactly, it would just be like, you're right. Just be like that's just like on y'all for not hearing Nailed this it. really good mixtape. Nailed it. So it's like still kind of just like I mean, I don't know. Like she could have just made you know these new songs like her own thing or just like a mixtape or just Word. made 1992 her debut album. I don't. It's just like a weird political thing where like mm. she has a she had to have a new right. debut because she's it's a political a thing. And she just was like, all right, well, I'll just Could take 1992 and I can't now call a mixtape an album. Right, that's So I'll just, like, add some stuff and call it 1992 Deluxe. Word. But then it's, like, kind of rushed because you're just like, ah, I had to make some quick songs to put at the end of this right. already complete project. And that's why it's, like, weird that for is me. Because totally I'm just agree. like, all right, like, you had a really good project and now you had to, like, add stuff to it so it doesn't have the same level of cohesion as this other project did yeah no you broke that down really well um i think my uh, another thing i i I think to consider is like i completely understand her decisions of making this in the modern age like for you like like the fact that debut album people are gonna listen to it she thought her original project was great she was like well people don't listen to it so if i release it as a debut people are gonna listen to it right right Right? and it makes sense like you release it but i think at the same time as a fan 
uh, I think that's why I always I kind of felt like at the beginning I kind of like pre like described this like as a fan it's weird right yeah. and I think that's just my point it's Definitely just like um, just as a fan you're just like alright it makes sense to just call it, you call it deluxe that it's makes sense more fans I mean at the same time describing it like take out debut album just like out of it deluxe makes sense a year later five more songs cool that sounds neat right. it's just the fact I don't know whether it's the media I don't know whether it's the political decision or whatnot. But the fact that when someone says Alp debut album, you Man, have an expectation. Right. And shit. I think that we always fall here. We just keep like, falling into this trap. Because we, yeah, <laughs> we exist in like a very like an era where it's very difficult to, to, to categorize both genre and like what type of what thing it is. is. Yeah. So yeah, it's Damn. just it's weird. And um, yeah, it's just like it's a difficult thing to describe. And so I think the fact that we both said, hey. We still like the original thing a lot. This new thing is good too, but there's some new songs, right? And it's cool. And I feel like at the same time we're giving her that like like that push by saying, "Hey, she's still good." So totally. we're not hating. I feel like if we outright were like, "This fucking," oh, you were hating, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if we came out being like, "This fucking sucks," she just did the same shit again. Yeah. We're like, I think both me and Mark get why yeah. she did it. Right. Right. It's not so. It's not like we're. I'm saying like she shouldn't have ever done this. It's like I don't get it. Why would she do this? No. I'm just saying, hey, as a fan, it's weird, and but I get it. Right. And these new songs, okay, they're like B-sides. There's some good ones, so that could be an A-sides, but maybe they didn't fit in the album. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, she's talented and supporter. Word. Well, yeah, I'm going to give the review that's, here. That's, that's, Final that's thoughts. it. I'm going to say I really wanted to give it, potentially, my first Mondo Cool. Right. Cause I was so sick. Like I really, really fucked with this album a lot. I think you can give it. I don't think. But I'm not going to. Oh, but I think. For this I think from your, but from your experience, that's all you know. And I think that's a fair experience right. because she based releasing on on that. Right. right? And I haven't finished because it's that's not even it. Like that's not okay. even really. Oh, it. sorry. Sorry. Totally, it's all good. I mean, so I really wanted to give it a mondo cool, but it's interesting to hear the whole backstory now, coming in completely ignorant to this like mm -hmm. podcast on how this was released. My biggest problem was like, wow, it was really, really solid, and then it just kept going. Yeah, and exactly. like uh -huh. that's really like kind of what happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that I actually understand, that makes sense. So I'm gonna end up giving it a cool. But my big thing was like, this shit's so long. Like it started off so good, and it's so good, and it continues to be good. But it felt like two albums, and wow, there come to go. find out, <laughs> that's actually what happened. So it, it's it's actually really incredible to find out the backstory, and I give it a cool. Oh yeah. And this has been Mondo Cool. You're damn right, ladies and gentlemen. We got through this powerhouse Only of an episode. power two hour. Mondo Cool, episode nine. Thanks for coming in, people. We are now, we're live on Twitch every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Come through. We got emotes that we're going to edit. <laughs> PST. Today is, what is it? September 12, 1990. It's only 2.05 in the morning Enrique's for Enrique's birthday. Yeah. But make sure you save the date. You know the date. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good I just night. said my birthday for no reason. <laughs> you gotta. Birthday. You gotta birthday, 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 cool. Birthday, boy, boy. birthday, cool, cool, cool. Word. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Stay cool.